The following is another Class Kids Sports presentation. Class Kids 98.9 Sports presents high school football. It's going to be now second and eight from the 26. Rush is going to keep it on the sweep. Puts his head down. Pushes the power forward. It runs over everybody. Going to split the defense and go in for a 26-yard touchdown. Tonight, the Class D1 state playoffs continue in Elm Creek as the Buffaloes battle the South Loop Bobcats. High school football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. Preston, short drop. Now he's going to look to run. He's going to scramble, picks up a nice little block, now sets up again, throws over the middle. It's complete at the 30, and breaking the tackle, he's at the 10, the 5, and into the end zone for a touchdown is Austin Geis. South Loop downed Elm Creek by 21 in the final game of the regular season. Elm Creek knocked out defending state champion Burwell last week. It looks to advance to their four state quarterfinals in the last five seasons. It's the Bobcats and Buffaloes coming up next, but first do take seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Elm Creek with KKBR Sports' Randy Butchkunner and Ryan Dahlgren right after his word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Sunny Elm Creek for the rematch of the Buffaloes taking on the undefeated South Loop Bobcats, a game that we played just a couple of weeks ago here, in fact, less than two weeks ago for the district championship, and Elm Creek did fall short, 47-26 to against the undefeated Bobcats. Both teams picking up big wins last week. Obviously, Elm Creek ending the title run of the uh, two-time uh, state finisher, finalist, and the defending state champion in Burwell and Elm Creek with an impressive win last week to avenge one of their losses, one of the last three losses they've had this in the last couple of years. They're hoping to avenge that loss from earlier this season against South Loop. Will not be easy tonight because the Buffaloes will be without the services of their leading rusher and one of their better defensive players, Devin Walker, who did suffer a concussion against Burwell last week. He will not be playing Tonight, and uh, probably not the rest of the season, irregardless if the Buffaloes can pull off the upset here this afternoon and into the evening. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Ryan Dahlgren joining us here from Elm Creek. And without Devin Walker, it's going to be just a little bit tougher here for Elm Creek because he is such a factor on both sides of the ball. Well, absolutely. Devin Walker, a key player, certainly, for the Elm Creek Buffaloes. Uh, A lot of people like to focus on his offensive numbers. He contributed 1,014 all-purpose yards, 15 touchdowns. But even more so, especially tonight, uh, is Devin Walker on the defensive side of things because he is one of the Elm Creek Buffalo's fastest players. And uh, South Loop is a very quick team, uh, won the Class D State Championship in track last year. And so anytime you're losing one of those high-profile, high-production-type players like Devin Walker, uh, it's it's certainly going to be difficult. However, Elm Creek does have athletes across the field, much like South Loop. Uh, so they've got some guys to plug some holes. So and we, when we're talking about injuries here, our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life with two locations in Kearney. As we continue to give you the injury report, what's changed in the last couple of weeks is you got Devin Walker hurt for Elm Creek. Elm Creek was pretty much full strength health-wise about 13 days ago or 12 days ago, whatever it was. Meanwhile, for South Loop, they've gotten some pretty important pieces back who were Maybe only playing on one side of the ball or another, but they're fully healthy right now, and that they've got a lot of depth and a lot of speed across the board. 
Well, absolutely. Uh, Blake Schwartz is uh, certainly uh, one of those key guys that they're getting back here tonight. Uh, he, he missed a, a few games, uh, only two this season, but he's a very, uh, uh, much like Devin Walker, he produces on the offensive side of the ball, and he's a very good defensive player. Uh, so South Loop, very excited, very happy to get him back uh, to full strength. Uh, the South Loop team is very dangerous, and they've got a lot of athletes to spread out the field. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, what switches uh, both Elm Creek and South Loop made for this game. And Squares being a coach's kid is, is really kind of another coach on the field as well. Even though he's not playing the quarterback position, that'll be left one of the better players in class uh, D1 at that position, Jack Rush, uh, in the state. So going to be a tough matchup here tonight for Elm Creek, but... They played very hard and played all four quarters. A very Again, when they were down by 21, 28 points, they kept plugging, kept fighting, and actually their spread game, which they went to a little bit more, did seem to help Elm Creek, and I think we'll see a lot more of that here tonight. You're listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. In a few moments, we'll talk with uh, Jace Doolin, the head coach of Elm Creek, but we'll step away for a moment and talk with Andy Schwartz, the head coach at South Loop, when we continue with more of our New Tech Seed pregame show right after this. My grandfather was an orthopedic surgeon in Omaha, and he told me not to go into medicine. And my wife said that she would never marry a doctor, and so I went to be a PA. And one night, called her, said, I'm going to be home late, and she said, well, you should have just gone to medical school. So at that point, I went back through medical school. It's kind of what I've always wanted to do. One of the things that kind of attracted me to Mary Lanning, you see that they take good care of people. I've always wanted to practice in a smaller town, and Mary Lanning had all the qualities that we were searching for in our job and our location and where to raise our children. And I think Hastings was a perfect fit for us. This is where we were supposed to be. I'm Brent Hood, orthopedic surgeon, Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show on Classic Hits. For the second time in three weeks, it is South Loop taking on Elm Creek, and we're pleased to be joined once again by the head Bobcat himself, Andy Schwartz, and Coach, uh, I don't think probably a whole lot has changed uh, since we chatted before, except you've got two more wins in the win column. Uh, what about uh, your thoughts? Has much changed in the last two weeks? No, no, it hasn't. Um, we've continued to, to uh, try and just keep things rolling from the way they've been earlier in the year, and uh, um, things are going the, the way we hoped for. Let's talk about the last two games uh, against Elm Creek, and then last week your first-round playoff game against uh, Dundee County Stratton. Uh, tested a little bit in both of those games, but uh, able to outscore the opponent in both of those games. Tell me how you thought the team played the last two contests. Yeah, I thought we played pretty well. Um, you know, offensively, kind of like you said, we it, it took us a little while to, to uh, get things going there, but um, in both games we kind of came on a little bit later and, and uh, were able to, to grind some things out and get some things done and, and score some points. And defensively, you know, we kind of gave up a few big plays, but we were able to uh, uh, maintain and, and make things hard on them uh, for the most part. We talked a little bit two weeks ago when you played Elm Creek for the first time, the difference between dropping the last game and going into the playoffs and, and winning the last game and going into the playoffs. For you personally and maybe even what you saw on the practice field and in, and in the locker room, how are things different starting last week than they were a year ago when you had to come off that loss? Yeah, I think it's just a, just a little bit more confidence. 
Um, you know, I, I think they, they believe that, that uh, what we're doing both offensively and defensively has been working for us um, and playing two good teams the past couple of weeks um, kind of just kind of um, solidified that in their mind a little bit so they, so they know, uh, you know, that things are going well and, and, and stick to it and uh, good things will happen. We talked a little bit about getting challenged once again as well uh, when you played Elm Creek the last time. Uh, how do you think the boys uh, lived up to that, obviously getting the win? Yeah, I think we did real well. Um, we, we definitely had some adversity there, um, and um, we're, in a, we're in a close game. You know, it was, it was tied there for a while and even behind for a little bit. And so, you know, things um, didn't always go our way, and our kids responded real well from that and kept battling. We're talking with Andy Schwartz. He's the head football coach at South Loop, getting ready to take on the Elm Creek Buffaloes here for the second time in, in uh, three games. Coach, what once you played the game, was different about uh, the previous meeting from last year to what you did this year? Did it go like you expected, like you had scouted, like you game planned? Um, you know, some things did and some things didn't. <laughs> um, um, you know, I think that's true with every game. But, uh, you know, I thought we did a pretty good job stopping Elm Creek's tight, uh, uh, their kind of power game and sweep game. And uh, then we went to a spread game, and we weren't real ready for that. So we didn't do a very good job defensively. Um, not the kids' fault, but uh, us as coaches didn't have them real, real well prepared for, uh, for the spread and some motion and things like that that they were doing to us. So, um, you know, part of the win is planned, and, and, and some of it we learned some things from. How have you approached that, I guess, in practice this week? I'm sure it's just a tweak here or a tweak there. Right, yep. Um, we've looked at, uh, uh, you know, like I said, the, the defensive side a little bit more to see uh, – uh, what we can improve on, and, and, and when they go to spread us out. Um, but I know Coach Doolin, he's going to have a little wrinkle in there to, to get that tight running game and that power running game going. So, you know, it's it's for us, I think it's just like uh, playing them the first time again. They're going to change some things that we haven't seen um, just because they know what what uh, what didn't work for them real well the first time we played them. So, uh, you know, it'll be a tough, tough game for us here. We're really going to have to be ready to go. You get that playoff win under your belt. What, uh, what's practice been like trying to go through the weekend? It's, it's not a Friday night football game for you. The weather wasn't that good on Tuesday. Uh, what did you do, uh, if anything, different? Yeah, we just, um, you know, our, our practices now are just kind of uh, more of a scouting-type practice, walkthroughs and putting kids in different situations and, and different positions and, and uh, making sure that we can uh, adjust and understand what uh, the other team's trying to do to us. Um, so, you know, they're not real real physical practices by any means. We're just trying to, to get through and prepare the kids for the game as best as we can. I guess we probably know that Elm Creek uh, is not as healthy as they were when you played them last time. What about the health of your team? Um, actually, we're, we're uh, back to full strength for the first time since the first game of the year. So uh, uh, Landon Fern came back from his broken collarbone and played a little bit uh, during the playoff game, but not much. Um, so he'll, he should be ready to go on both sides of the ball. And then Blake Schwartz played defense the first time we played Elm Creek with no offense. And then last week he played both. So um, those two guys are a big key for us and very explosive and, and experienced players. So it's going to be nice to have those two back. Does it change what you do, Coach? We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, does it change what you do now that you have them back? Um, I don't think so. I think, I think um, you know, we, we didn't change when they left. We just tried to plug in the next kid and, and uh, see how things went. So we're going to do the same uh, same thing as we started the year with, 
and um, you know I think it just adds a little bit more to us. We're, we're a little bit more explosive, and and uh, you know things hopefully run a little bit smoother. But I you know I can't complain because things have been going real well for us. Last moment here with Andy Schwartz, head coach at South Lupa. Uh, they've been rolling along in this football season uh, undefeated. If, and it looks like maybe Devin Walker will be on the sideline for Elm Creek. He got knocked out of the game at Burwell last week. I suppose, one, were you surprised that Elm Creek knocked out the defending state champion? And two, what do you expect if he is not able to go? Um, yeah, with Elm Creek beating Burwell, we'd scouted Burwell earlier in the year with one of their games. And, um, um, really, I wasn't too surprised about it. I thought Elm Creek was was the better team. Um, you know, they just had more team speed and, and up front, they're physical. They just um, are, were able to pound it. So the you know, I don't think the weather bothered them very much uh, on uh, last Thursday night with the wind blowing so hard. Um, and so they were just able to pound it ahead, grind out a good way on it, and uh, uh, get some things done. And um, you know, if, if you know. Devin doesn't play. You know, he was out most of the season anyway with a knee injury. Um, so, you know, they know what to do. They're, it's not in uncharted, you know, waters for them. They know exactly what kid's supposed to be where and who's taking the steps at running back and on defense. So, you know, I, I don't think they'll be they'll drop off very much at all. They've got they've got some good kids to put back in there. Coach, finally, there's always good teams at this round of the playoffs, uh, and there's some undefeated teams in this West bracket. But uh, a lot of folks think that uh, South Loop's got as good a chance as anyone to go deep. I know as a coach you have to take it one game at a time, but uh, I'm sure the community's fired up, both of them and, and everybody in between Callaway and Arnold. Uh, what about the big picture for this football team? Yeah, um, you know, you're right in the, in the sense that we're really just trying to take it one game at a time. You know, I think we as coaches look a little bit ahead just to, to get some film and try to be ready for that next opponent if it does happen, but... And our kids have been great about, you know, just the next game. Um, whatever happens after that, it's, it's the way it goes. So, you know, they're real focused on this week, and, and I hope that continues throughout. And, you know, we do have great great support by both towns, and both towns are excited and, and uh, just can't keep wait to keep going. All right, Andy, great to catch up with you again. Heck, we might see you next week if the uh, brackets play out as they're supposed to. So best of luck. Okay, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. That's Andy Schwartz, head coach at South Loop, and we will hear from Elm Creek's Jay Stuland as they get ready for the rematch in round two of the playoffs right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Back on the New Tech Seed pregame show at Elm Creek as the Buffaloes try to avenge again another loss. I thought it was very interesting, Jay Stulin with us here. As he mentioned, if they can keep going through the playoffs, they might have an opportunity to avenge their last three losses. And, Coach, 
one down, two to go. And uh, what's it been like since uh, knocking off the state champions when we saw you last week? Uh, it, it was a good win, uh, definitely. Tell our kids to take a day, celebrate it. It's the playoffs. Um, then you turn around and you get busy right back to work. Um, we, you get a day off, when you, six days till the next game. Uh, one less day, you only can enjoy it for one day. And then um, over the weekend we're practicing and getting back to work for South Loop. And um, another, hopefully another loss that we could avenge and get after them. And we change a little thing, few things and um, hopefully be competitive and um, be physical with, against South Loop. Jace, you've been through this enough that it's routine for you, maybe not as much for the kids, but how is it different when you prepare for midweek games, uh, sometimes an afternoon game, sometimes uh, a regular 7 o'clock game, as opposed to just every Friday night? Uh, it it kind of throws your week off. It, it, you try to keep it as normal as possible. We we do the same thing every week. Uh, we don't change anything. The one day you lose is compared to a Friday. Every every Friday is you lose Saturday. So um, once you're done with that game, the next day you're preparing for the next team. And then two days after that, you're watching film and conditioning and preparing. The kids are there. And uh, so we practice through the weekend. And the things that kind of get odd is – it might be a Monday, and you might think it's a Wednesday or Thursday. So um, that just, that's just the mindset. You just kind of get a little crazy, and it, it, it's, it's great football. It's a great time of the year. It's, it's something that I wouldn't change for anything else. Obviously, the big story is Devin Walker got knocked out of the game in the third quarter up there at Burwell and did not return, and it sounds like uh, he's done for the season. Yeah, he uh, – he sustained a head injury, got wrapped up, and it looked like he came down uh, on his head. Um, it was one of those when you're running back and two cat, two guys wrapped him up and he didn't have anything to brace himself, so that's the first thing that came down. And I think I'm when I see a concussion and you see something like that happen, and um, it's just a bad deal. Uh, uh, Devin's been really kind of uh, a thing that's happened recently, so it's something that you don't take lightly. It, you take your full attention to and that's what we're doing and it's something that definitely is going to need the rest he's going to need the time for that and that's that's the big thing with concussions these days is he's got to get his he's got to get his brain right and really focus on um the recovery part of that so um yeah right now it's it's with the playoffs and you're going every single day and um he's probably he's probably done with the fo- football for this year and um hopefully he can get healthy for wrestling and I wish Devin the best. He's given everything he has for the team, and um, but according to the other, but with all the other kids, it's one of those things that it's it's our mentality. It's next person up. Um, it's the kids are stepping up. The next guy comes up. Anthony Quintana in the tailback position is really running the ball. We like the way he runs the football, and uh, Jaden Ford as well um, on defense. We got Carson McCarter stepping in, um, a kid that. Maybe an underclassman, but has all the has all the attributes, has all the skills to play on the defensive side of the ball, and might be one of our better tacklers. So, um, really, it hurts us in the depth position, but talent-wise, I think we'll we'll be pretty good. Jace Doolin, the head football coach at Elm Creek, joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. I guess the silver lining, Jace, is that Devin didn't play every game uh, this season, so it's not like, uh oh, first time all year that this has happened. Yeah, just like, like just like you said, it, we've been here. Um, we've played 
games without him. Uh, Grant, it's not going to have been against teams like South Loop. Uh, their talent caliber and the speed they have, uh, that's one thing Devin has is a lot of speed, and that helps us. Um, so um, but during the game, we just got to be really disciplined uh, and use our speed to, as much as we have to corral South Loop. Um, when, we, when we played, we played pretty good uh, without Devin. We played pretty good uh, against – Ravenna and Amherst and all those teams. Um, but again, the caliber of teams can make a big difference. So um, our team's not going to take it lightly. We're, we're really competitive and everybody's stepping up and it should be a good week. And Chase, what did South Loop do that you just couldn't contain? I mean, obviously we talked about Jack Rush two weeks ago. He continues to do what he does. He's the, the biggest part of their offense, uh, whatever they want to do. But what uh, if you can share with us a little bit about what you have to tweak to try and uh, slow them down? Uh, I think we, I think last time we focused on him a little too much. Um, he is, and he needs all our attention. It is, he's a very good player. He's one of the best in the state. Um, but we kind of underestimated the other players. They, they got a lot of speed on the team, and that's one thing going into that game uh, two weeks ago is we didn't want him to beat us, but the other kids stepped up for their team. Credit South Loop and. Um, so now we just kind of got to focus on everybody and what their schemes are and what their technique and what they're playing in the formations they are. Um, so um, it's more than just Jack Rush. They got him, and uh, it's everybody they have on their team. And now they're going to be more healthy with uh, getting the Swartz kid back. He played a little bit against us, but wasn't a 100%. Um, but now their team is, and it, it should be a battle and definitely got to compete with their physicalness. All right, Jace, always great chatting with you. We'll talk after the game, and uh, best of luck trying to avenge another loss here and uh, get deep in the playoffs once again. Appreciate it. Thank you much. That's Jace Doolin, head football coach of the Elm Creek Buffaloes. We'll be back with the starting lineups for round two of this D1 state playoff game after this on the new Tech Seed pregame show on Classic Hits. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Marketspace. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. Time now for our starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for the 9-0 South Loop Bobcats. And on the offensive line will be Gabbard Robinson. He's a junior, 170 pounds. Also in the line will be Marshall Still, a senior. He's 220 pounds. He'll also be doing the uh, kickoff duties here. Uh, also, uh, tight end will be Leighton Bubak. Bubak, only a junior, 150 pounds. Also on the O-line will be Cooper Taylor, a uh, junior, He's 165 pounds. Now, the running back will be Jace Connell, only a sophomore, 135 pounds. And Blake Schwartz returning to the offense here after being injured somewhat. He's a senior, 180 pounds. He'll be one of the uh, running backs. And uh, 
At wide receiver is Cade Connell, a senior. He's 170 pounds, and the quarterback is Jack Rush. Rush, 180 pounds, and a senior for the South Loop Bobcats. Rush on the year has thrown for 1,047 yards, 18 touchdowns, and two interceptions. And uh, rushing, well, Schwartz has carried the ball 69 times for 383 yards and eight touchdowns. Rush has carried the ball 75 times for 918 yards. So, again, he's got over 2,000 yards of total offense here for the Bobcats. Now for Elm Creek, they're... uh, Starting lineup will look like this. At tight end will be Jerry Brummels, 6'3", 165 pounds, and a senior. Also at tight end, Austin Geis, 6'2", 215 pounds, a senior. The guard will be Lathan Jonak, 5'10", 200 pounds, and a senior. Center is Chase Swartwood, 5'11", 210 pounds, and a sophomore. The guard is Nate Fields, 6'2", 210 pounds, and a senior. The fullback will be Hans Robbins. 5'10", 165 pounds, only a freshman. The tailback will be Anthony Quintana, 6'2", 165 pounds, and a senior. And the quarterback is Preston Walker, 6'185 pounds, and a senior. Walker on the year has put the ball in the air 80 times, 42 completions for 672 yards. He does have 11 touchdowns and five interceptions. And running the uh, football, again, Quintana who uh, played the year mostly at fullback, has carried the ball 34 times for 261 yards. Robbins has 28 carries for 104, and Preston Walker will probably be relied on a lot in terms of running the football as well as throwing it. He's ran 91 times for 60, 672 yards and six touchdowns. Again, Devin Walker, who averages 113 yards per game, out because of injury. Your starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, a better bank in Kearney. We're here in Elm Creek, and they're uh, announcing the uh, Buffaloes right now after announcing the Bobcats just a few moments ago. Randy Bushcutter and Ryan Dahlgren here with you. Ryan, a beautiful night for football. You can't ask for really much better weather than this when you're playing playoff football in November. Well, no, absolutely you cannot. Well, especially when we saw some snow flurries the other day. Uh, these players definitely have to love this. This honestly feels like a, a midway point type of, of weather for this game. I mean, this, this perfect weather. The sun just setting right now here in Elm Creek. Uh, I mean, the field conditions, the field looks great. Uh, the players are fired up and ready to go. I mean, this is D2, or excuse me, D1 playoff football right now. These guys are ready to go. Now, the winner of this game will be uh, taking on the winner of the Kennesaw Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing game. And, uh, well, you got three teams teaming up on Kennesaw, and it kind of shows up on the scoreboard. The number seven seed, CWCE, Chambers Wheeler Central, all right, the, the, the Renegades, they have a 27 to seven lead at the number two seed, undefeated Kennesaw. And that game right now is on the ESPN Superstation. Doug Duda with the call. Kicked off about 4 o'clock, and Kennesaw's offense has been shut down, averaging about 63 points per ball game. They only have seven on the board today. And Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing with a 27-7 lead right now in the winner of that game will take on the winner of this game. If South Loop wins, they would host. If Elm Creek were able to pull off the upset, they would travel to one of those three places, and uh, they would be on the road in the very next round. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry Jason Starker, New Tech Seed dealer near you. We'll step away for a moment when we come back. The kickoff here between the Bobcats and the Buffaloes right after this. 
The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Foster Family Foods in Elm Creek. Foster's is your full-service grocery store. Shop Foster's Family Foods for the finest meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. At Foster's Family Foods in Elm Creek, your satisfaction is always our number one goal. Foster's Family Foods, the little store that's big on you. Best of luck to all the area athletes. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. Buffaloes taking on the South Loop Bobcats, and it's official. The winner of this game will be taking on CWCE Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing in the next round because uh, they just pulled off the upset in Kennesaw, a final of 27-7, to a game heard on the ESPN Superstation. And so uh, if I got this right, either way, no, South Loop, if they win tonight because they're on the road today, they would uh, host Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing. So if Elm Creek wins... Then they play home games in all three of those locations. Chambers, Wheeler Central, or Ewing would uh, host the next round if Elm Creek is able to uh, pull off the win here. Buffaloes will kick things off to get things started. Uh, And, uh, again, a a nice night for football. It's 55 degrees. Sun's still shining. It'll cool off here a little bit. The wind is only about 8 miles an hour, and the field actually in very good shape for it being this late in the season. There's a few thin spots in the middle of the field, but for the most part, this field is in great shape, especially for uh, this late in the season. And, uh, again, our field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag partners, Craig Weges and Todd Travis. High kick here to get things started, and it's going to be picked up at about the two-yard line here for the Bobcats. Pulling down the uh, football here is going to be Bubak, and he's going to reverse field, and he's going to be pursued on this left side and eventually ridden out of bounds here by Austin Geis. Reminder for you that Pioneer knows more about Field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed. Science with service, delivering success. Start on one side of the field, finish the return on the other, and actually pretty good starting position from the 30-yard line here for the Bobcats. Yeah, this Bobcat offense is electric. We're going to see uh, here early on what uh, changes uh, Elm Creek's defense has made to hopefully slow down this uh, explosive South Loop offense. They go out of the pistol quite a bit, and so calling out the uh, signal here will be Rush. And he'll get the snap. He's looking to throw, has time, and he's going to air it out deep. He's got a man out there, pretty good coverage, and it's going to be tipped away and incomplete. On coverage there for the Buffaloes was Karsten McCarter, and they went at where normally you would see Devin Walker, and they went right at his replacement. But uh, up to the task there was McCarter. Yeah, no, McCarter really uh, filling some big uh, shoes here, uh, playing for Devin Walker, but excellent coverage there on that first play. Uh, 
lot of times you'll see uh, these guys who don't start ball games make some mistakes early on in the game. But no, Carson McCarter is uh, is ready to play and great uh, defensive coverage there. And, and again, to be fair, um, you had Walker out quite a bit, so McCarter's been out there a fair chunk. Pretty good pressure here. Rush has to pitch it late. Trying to get the edge on that right side is going to be Schwarz. And Schwarz does make one man miss. Cuts back to the inside. That'll be a gain of about four. And set up now third and six here for South Loop. Yeah, and Blake Schwartz is that premier back for this South Loop offense. But it's interesting, uh, when we were here two weeks ago, we saw Jace Connell, uh, who's filling in for the injured Schwartz. He had an explosive electric game, uh, extremely quick, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Connell uh, getting in that backfield again some more tonight as well. It's not really six. It's more of a long five here on the first uh, drive of the game. First possession for either team. South Loop with it. Again, they started up. At the 30-yard line, the nose of the ball is just short of the 35. They'll go out of the pistol, one back in the back of that Schwartz. They fake the handoff, Rush looking to throw, and a nice pass on that left side. And going up high for it is Cade Connell, and Connell had a first down in enemy territory as he'll bring it across midfield out to about the 33-yard line. Well, when you, and you, when you talk, look at both of these teams, you can notice some advantages. South Loop certainly has the speed around the perimeter. Uh, but top to bottom, it seems like Elm Creek's a little bit taller. Uh, but, of course, Cade Connell, that very tall uh, receiver, uh, able to bring that uh, pass in. Might be the exception there. And he, had, uh, he went up high for it. And, again, a well-thrown ball there by one of the better quarterbacks that you'll see in Class D1 this season, Jack Rush. So Rush will set him up here first and 10 from the 34. Opening drive of the game here for the Bobcats. Again, out of that pistol. Not a great snap. Rush is going to keep it and be pursued from the backside. Sacking him for a loss is going to be Jerry Brummels. That was a quarterback keeper, and uh, they got him for about a three-yard loss. Well, I'm not sure whose assignment that was. I believe there might have been a pulling guard there, but uh, Brummel certainly quickly, quickly into the backfield. Uh, and anytime you can run down Jack Rush, Jack Rush is an extremely quick, elusive uh, type quarterback. But uh, coming on that backside, there was just nothing doing there for Rush. He uh, averages 131 yards per ball game and uh, has 26 touchdowns on the year, but that's uh, four yards going in the other direction. So it'll set up now second and 14. Ball about the 37-yard line, and they're going to throw a flag down shortly after South Loop breaks the huddle. I think they may have broke the huddle with too many guys. Yeah, illegal substitution. You only can you only can have eight come out of that huddle, and they had nine. One of them ran off, and actually the far side official noticed it, not the near side official. So, again, back him up another five. It's going to be now second, and we'll call it 19. Well, and on that first play of the game, we saw uh, – South Loop spread the ball, and they just went verticals downfield, hoping to get uh, their speed um, on the edge there. Wouldn't it be so surprised to see some more long balls here with the second quite, quite a distance here to go? It's been a day of upsets. We mentioned it earlier. Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing with the win at Kennesaw. And uh, we also have uh, the number nine seed winning. We'll pass over the middle, and it's going to be a dual catch. No, it's going to be caught here by South Loop nearly a dual catch, which still would have gone to the offense, but it's out to the 30-yard line. And Anthony Quintana in there on the coverage. One thing that I've noticed here early on, it seemed like Elm Creek was playing a lot more zone. I believe most of their sets uh, for pass plays against the South Loop team the first game they played uh, were zone, but now they're manning up out on the perimeter and so far doing a good job matching the speed of South Loop. That's a gain of 12. It'll set up now third and manageable. We'll call it six from the 30-yard line. Under center for the first time here is going to be Rush. He'll hand it off. Fighting for extra yards is Blake Schwarz. And they got their shoulder pads underneath his shoulder pads and stood him up. And so he didn't get any yards after contact. That's going to be a gain of only about two. Well, that's certainly an impressive feat because uh, 
Uh, Schwartz is a very physical runner, and he likes to usually uh, deliver some punishment, but nothing doing there. About three Buffaloes in on that stop. The linebackers for Elm Creek doing a good job early uh, flowing and uh, reading their assignments. Really, it was Preston Walker that got in underneath his shoulder pad and stood him up, and then everybody else took a shot at those ribs, and he didn't get any yards at all after contact. It's going to be third and four from about the 28. Opening drive here for South Loop. Uh, I formation, and we're going to have a timeout. So calling timeout here are going to be the Bobcats trying to figure out what they want to get done here. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. Opening drive of the game, 8-12 to go here. First quarter, fourth and four from the 28 for the Bobcats when we come back after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Presenting sponsors of our high school football playoffs here on Platte River Radio Group of Stations include Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and in Sutton. Big play here, opening drive. It's early, but opening drive, if Elm Creek can stand here on 4th and 4 from the 28th, they'll get good field position. Rush will have a running back to his right out of the pistol. He's rolling that direction. Pressure coming. They have him, and they hold on to him. He couldn't quite throw him away, and Luke McKeon makes the tackle. It's going to be a loss of about four on fourth and four. Wow, so a huge stop there uh, for Elm Creek. The Buffaloes, you know, the first drives of the game, either way, really do a good job of setting the tone for the rest of the game. Uh, And the Buffaloes certainly got to be happy uh, holding this explosive offense uh, to, you know, a stoppage on downs. Well, Rush had two carries. Both of them were a loss of four. So now the pitch, looking for a little room to run here is Quintana. Quintana is going to get back to the line of scrimmage and no more. Yeah, South Loop, uh, in this first game, we that's one thing about South Loop that you know we will talk about time and time again. They have team speed. Well, that team speed, you see it a little bit on offense, but you see it a whole lot on defense. All of those guys are swarming to the ball. Uh, we'll see Maybe later in this game, if Elm Creek will recognize that and uh, cut some back because they had some success in that first game, uh, cutting some uh, bat, uh, runs back. They they open things up tight. I uh, two tight end formation, I formation. They go right up the middle and immediately tackle being led there by uh, Grant Jones for South Loop. And that's going to be a loss of about one on Quintana. Yeah, Grant Jones, a good player uh, for the South Loop Bobcat team. Uh, did a lot of filling in for uh, Schwartz uh, when Schwartz was out earlier in the season. Uh, so this get kid definitely knows what he's doing there got good penetration uh, and able to uh, back-to-back stops here uh, the South Loop Bobcats have so third and 11 as again just that team speed they have really flowed to the football and looking to throw here is going to be Preston Walker Walker is going to lob it out on the outside it's going to be caught Hans Robbins with the catch down the sideline into the end zone for a touchdown there is a flag down and I do believe they're going to call offensive pass interference yeah, and uh, Hans Robbins, just a, just a freshman, but doing a great job of going up and getting that ball. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to say he had a little bit of a push off, a little bit of help there uh, to get that space to be able to make that catch. Uh, but, but seeing a freshman making a big play here early on, that's uh, looking up for Elm Creek. We're uh, rooting for the Buffaloes. We'll make no excuses about that, but uh, the, that's the right call. Yeah. I think that's, that was pretty obvious there. 
And it was one of those plays that occasionally you could get away with it if, if, you, if you were further down in yeah. the field, but he was right in front of the... Uh, uh, the uh, uh, and sometimes you'll have officials who will eat the flag a little bit. Well, I don't want to call that. Well, kind of need to. In any event, uh, they get the call right, but it sets up now third and a mile. Ball spot at the 15-yard line. they got to get it out to the 40. So this is third and 25, and the snap will miss the target. Walker has to roll back into the end zone looking for it. He's scrambling. He loses the ball, and now there's another scramble on it, and it's picked up for a touchdown. And Aaron snap and never really totally secured, and then Grant Jones will pick it up for South Loop and the touchdown. Well, yeah, just a, just a wild snap off to uh, Preston Walker's right. Walker uh, was able to get to the ball, but as, he, as soon as he picked it up, I mean, he looked up, and there was about three or four South Loop Bobcats, uh, uh, you know, on his tail. He tried getting, you know, just to the one-yard line, so he was out of that end zone, but as he was scampering, uh, didn't quite secure the ball well enough and uh, popped loose South Loop. Uh, fortunate to fall on that, but get us a touchdown uh, on that play. So they lose 15 on the play and the football, and so a defensive touchdown here for Grant Jones and South Loop. We now lead it 6 to nothing. They'll go for two. Not a good snap here. Quick will uh, try to get the end zone, and he will not make it back to the line of scrimmage. So the try for two, no good. Uh, but a frustrating start here for the defense for Elm Creek. The pass interference call backed him up to the 15-yard line. Then the errant snap. The ball goes near the end zone. Quarterback takes it in there, was rolling out. I thought he was looking to throw it, and he dropped the ball, could not recover it, and falling on it is Grant Jones for a five-points bank touchdown. So South Loop's defense is on the board. They lead it 6-0 with 6.33 to go here in the first quarter. We're back to Elm Creek after this. It's never too late for Enzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Enzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Enzone's wide application window, you can even add Enzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Enzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Enzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. And welcome back here to uh, Elm Creek. The Buffaloes will get their hands on the football for the second time. Their first offensive possession was a turnover in the end zone and uh, the touchdown there by Grant Jones and South Loop. Reminder that our presenting sponsors of high school football include Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, and kicking off here for South Loop will be a Marshall Still, a high kick, and it's going to be picked up here by the Buffaloes' Preston Walker. Walker looking for a little seam, has one down the sideline. He's tripped up and then knocked forward, almost kept his feet. The last guy that was even possible to get to him was Jones, who makes another defensive play. This one on special teams. If he doesn't take a good angle or gives up on that play, because I thought he was going to be out of bounds, Walker kept his balance. He brings it across the midfield. Now, if Jones isn't hustling there, we're lined up for an extra point. A great field position now for the Buffaloes, but, yeah, you got a hats off to uh... – uh, Preston Walker, they're just staying alive on that uh, return. So the pitch by Walker and a little stiff arm here against uh, his own guy trying to find some room to run there is Quintana. And Quintana will get back to the line of scrimmage, and that'll be about it. They've done a nice job flowing to the ball, has South Loop, and really not opening or allowing any holes there for the running backs of the Buffaloes to run through. Well, and Elm Creek's trying to get around to that edge there, and uh, couldn't quite get it, once again, to the team speed of South Loop. Uh, but what I will say is hats off to Preston Walker yet again. 
pitching the ball and then trying to get out to be a lead blocker. So it'll be second and ten. They're across midfield, and Walker will keep it himself, and that's well read by South Loop. Making the tackle there is Jace Connell from his defensive end position. You kind of need a defensive end that was going to bite on that or not stay at home, and McConnell did it exactly the way the coaches wanted to. That'll be a one-yard loss here for the quarterback for the Buffaloes, Preston Walker. Yeah, and Jace Connell doing a good job of staying home there. Uh, the first time we saw these two teams meet, South Loop was flying straight to the ball. They were biting on a lot of fakes, uh, but staying home, South Loop's defense is doing a good job here early. That would be one of the adjustments they made based on the game film. And so they'll put one back in the backfield, split a wide receiver far to the left. That's the wide side of the field. Walker gets a little block here. He's rolling that way. He's stepping up. He's going to throw, and it's going to be caught for a first down at the 20. And then they're going to close in on him. We'll see exactly where they spotted here as Anthony Quintana made the catch. And that'll be a nice gain on the play. They'll give him out to the 20, so that's a gain of 18. Well, that was a good sprint out play there by Elm Creek. Almost stopped in the backfield, though. Marshall still, uh, the uh, second leading tackler uh, for South Loop, was able to get some penetration, but a good, good block there by Jaden Ford, uh, allowing Preston Walker to have enough time to make that uh, pass. And again, we'll be calling Quintana's name a little bit more than we normally would because Devin Walker is done because of the concussion, and he makes a nice play catching the ball from his running back position. This time, they'll give it to Hans Robbins. Robbins was the only back in the backfield, and that'll be the first positive rushing play here for the Buffaloes, who trail it here 6 to nothing. Ball now is about the 18-yard line, so that's a gain of three for Hans. Yeah, and so the Buffaloes on that play doing a good job. They had two receivers on our near side, uh, and that, you know, gave a little bit more space to run up the middle there, and that's why I believe we saw that positive run play. But so far, not a lot on the ground, but a lot through the air for Elm Creek. 4.13 to go here. First quarter, Buffaloes trail at 6 to nothing. Running back to the right, and that's going to be uh, Robbins. Robbins will take it out to about the 15-yard line. That'll be a gain of two. It's going to set up now third and a short five. Well, and Robbins, just a freshman, but I tell you what, he doesn't run like a freshman. Sometimes you see uh, some of those underclassmen run a little bit scared or, or a little bit more hesitant. Now, uh, Hans Robbins, he's trying to get upfield, and he's trying to lower his shoulder pads, get those extra yards. Well, he hits the hole quick, and you need to because the hole, you know, those linebackers flew the ball really well here for South Loop. But so far, so good on this series. They've got third and five. Quarterback keeper here for Walker. Walker will put his head down. He brings it across the 10-yard line, down to about the seven, a gain of eight, and that'll move the sticks. Well, and that, I believe, is the first time we've really seen, I don't want to say miscommunication. South Loop knew where that ball was going. But Walker did a really good job of just squeezing through some really, really small windows, able to, to you know, escape from two, maybe three would-be blockers there. Uh, so hats off to Preston Walker, doing a good job here early. So the chain gang moves the change, just like Carney Towing and Repair will do for you. If you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where you are, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and, repla- and Repair. First and goal from the seven. Pitch out here for Quintana. Quintana will string it out. We'll cut it inside the five-yard line and be down to about the four. So that'll get it done on first down. When you got first and goal from the seven, you gain three. You've got plenty of plays here to keep pounding it in. Well, yeah, and, and any positive plays on this good South Loop defense uh, is what you want to see. But, you know, we're seeing Elm Creek build some momentum after uh, fumbling the ball in the end zone here on their first drive. That really is more of a gain of four from where they have it spotted. The ball is on the three-yard line. 2.39 to go here first quarter. Quarterback going to keep it. He's going to lean in. He is not going to get in the end zone. He is going to get it down to the one. So a gain to two here for Walker, and it's going to be third and goal from the one. Again, these plays have been positive. These have been wins the last two downs here for Elm Creek. 
because they now will have two cracks to get it into the end zone from the one-yard line. And they've been doing a good job of getting a good push on the front. Uh, the, the offensive lineman for Elm Creek doing a good job uh, of getting getting some uh, extra push. Two tight ends, high formation. Walker with a hard count. They've got everybody in the box. Hand off up the middle. And I think there's enough line surge. Oh, the official on one side was throwing his hands up, and the other one came in and marked it short. They are just short. It'll be fourth and goal. And I'm telling you, the nose of that football cannot be any closer than it is. Near official was starting to put his hands up. Yeah, and we were talking about a push. This time, South Loop returning uh, and getting a good defensive line surge there, uh, able to stop that short. Elm Creek fans underneath us making some noise. Quarterback keeper, he's into the end zone. Touchdown. Preston Walker just following that line surge. He could have gone on the over the right uh, uh, guard. He could have followed his center. He could have gone over the end. They're ringing the bell, and this time Elm Creek's going to keep the touchdown. And, yeah, the Elm Creek sideline fired up right now. A great, great methodic uh, drive here. And yeah, that was a case where uh, uh, Walker gets up to the line. He's just patting his uh, center right or left, letting him know where he's going to go, gets the ball, and just gets there to the end zone. Well, they had good line surge there. Now they'll go for two. Walker steps back. Now he's going to roll out a little bit more, throws it late over the middle, and it's going to be caught for a two-point conversion. Well, give your, tip your hat to that offensive line because they kept the quarterback clean and then just backing up at the last minute and finding Austin Geis was quarterback Preston Walker. So Walker's two-point conversion pass after his five-points bank touchdown puts Elm Creek on top here, 8-6. to six. Minute 32 to go, quarter number one. Buffalo's kicking off when we come back after this. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus, it quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first, on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Genetics first, trait second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the field, getting to know your hybrid choices this season, inside and out, so that they can be your trusted resource to help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique early incentives, contact your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist today. Aurora Cooperative, putting owners' equity to work. Well, kick off right up the middle, and Jace Connell will just find a little seam here. He brings it across the 20 out to about the 25-yard line, and that is where South Loop will pick up uh, operations here, trailing it now 8-6. to six. And some of the other seeds, the lower seeds, have won today. Ninth-seeded Perkins County got a Hail Mary at the end of the game, a 50-yard Hail Mary as time expired, and Perkins County with a 32-27 win over top seed West Holt. So there have been some the two seeds out, the one seeds out. Rolling out here is going to be Rush. Rush will throw it on that right side, and it'll be a short gain. And uh, the tackle immediately for Elm Creek there by McCarter. Well, and a really good job of closing down on that play was Carter because that there was not many defenders on that far side of the field. He misses that one tackle, uh, and it's about a 10, 15-yard gain for South Loop. Um, 
So heads up play there, but uh, this Elm Creek defense now we're seeing is doing a good job of flowing to the ball uh, as well. So uh, both teams have made adjustments, and both teams' adjustments uh, pretty effective here tonight. So Bubak made the catch from his tight end position, and now it'll be Rush from the shot from the pistol here, and they're going to run the ball right up the middle, but there's a flag down on the snap. And I think that might be Elm Creek lining up offsides from the way... Yeah, indications are. And you'll occasionally see from time to time players and teams will do, you know, they will be sort of over that ball. And now referees, like we've talked about, will look the other way. Well, uh, now the officials here at State Playoff Ball, they're calling everything. It's going to be a tight, uh, hotly uh, called game tonight. Well, Jay Stulen, I wouldn't say, was overly upset, but he asked the uh, official that threw the flag on his, his sideline what it was. And you could see him turn around. The official did with his hands extended like a big fish story there. It looked like he, there was a, either, either it was a whopper or he was offsides by about, by about a yard. In any event, five yards, five free yards, and they may have just given it back because they throw a flag here on the snap for South Loop. I assume this is on South Loop. Well, they're calling a... It's, I'm not sure I know what that yeah, signal is from the hit. Because it was on the snap, so it'll be a five-yard penalty. Well, that just resets things here for Elm Creek. So uh, after giving up a couple of yards, they uh, get it right back here. Uh, but Elm Creek really need to uh, hold their heels in here and get a stop. I got to look that one up. I don't think I've seen that one. Clock's still running here, 20 seconds to go. We swapped five-yard penalties, so it's going to be second and seven, kind of right where we started. And still have 10 seconds to get this one snapped, so I'm... This will probably be the last play of quarter number one. Rush is looking to throw, and he's got an open man who can't make the catch. Jace Connell was turning around to see who was coming in the neighborhood, and he was not able to reel it down, and there is some time left on the clock here, 4.2. So we'll have one more play here, third and seven from the 28th, and this, I assure you, will be the final play of quarter number one. Yeah, and about a three- or four-yard gain had Connell brought that one in, but he wouldn't have got much more than that because Elm Creek was, again, their defensive backs. This time they switched it up a little bit. looked like they were in zone, um, but their, uh, their zone coverage was going to close in on that. You know. But they would have play- had more plays out of their playbook that- for a conversion here because third and seven, we'll see what they were going to dial up here. They're going to run the football. And a little cut back in the lane is not going to gain a lot of yards there. Blake Schwartz, though, he was going to be annihilated initially, cut back and gained what he could, ends up having a nice four-yard gain on the play, and it's going to set up now fourth and about three and a half. So Jonak with the uh, tackle here, and uh, a nice little four-yard run here for Schwartz, and that's going to do it for one quarter of play. And so far, Elm Creek holding their own against undefeated South Loop. It's Elm Creek 8, South Loop 6. We'll start the second quarter right after this. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. 
Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. Well, our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance. Give Carney Towing and Repair a call. When you need us, we'll be there. And the uh, punt here on fourth down, and Elm Creek's going to get away from it. It's going to roll. What a roll here. And it is going to be down at the one-yard line. Holy cow. Ball hit at the 20 and picked up steam and was downed at the one-yard line. I want to point out something. The rules in high school are different than they are in the pros. In the pros, you can't get in the end zone. All you worry about in high school is the ball, and the ball did not get in the end zone, so that was a good job of downing it here by South Platte, as they, uh, South Loop, rather, as they get it down to the one-yard line. And sort of deja vu, this is reminiscent of, I believe, the first punt South Loop had uh, two weeks ago in the game. Uh, once again, Preston Walker elected not to, you know, fair catch it, and the ball went inside the uh, inside their uh, own. Uh... So they're 79 yards away from the promised land, and they're going to hand it off to number nine just on that right side, trying to get a little space there. And Robbins, who has been really arguably their, their most effective uh, runner for the most part, is able to gain about two yards. Yeah, and you're not going to see anything fancy there backed up with, you know, it was about the exact same distance uh, on the offensive play that Elm Creek scored on, about that, you know, about an inch, two inches to the uh, to the end zone. Well, that's about where they got the ball here on this starting drive. So, yeah, you're not going to see anything too crazy. Uh, just give it to the big guy and let him go up the middle. Big guy is a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> Gain of about two. We'll call it second and eight. Movement up front, and I think that's going to be five free yards there for Elm Creek. The Buffaloes are applauding the actions here of uh, South Loop, so that will give them five yards. And, again, you're the defense, and you got them pinned at about the two, two-and-a-half, three-yard line. You're kind of coming with hostile intent trying to get that two-point safety. Your defense has already scored the touchdown with the fumble recovery in the end zone, and now you're trying to get the, ex- now you're trying to get the two-point conversion. Right now, Elm Creek on top here, eight to six, and there was movement up front. Now, I saw an offensive player move, but he might have actually been hit by South Loop, or did he draw him off? It's going to be a legal procedure. That's going to be half the distance. Yeah, they walked off four there, so they gain a yard in the exchange because of half the distance here. But it's going to set up now second, and we'll call it seven. Now, you needed that one. Quarterback's going to keep it. Walker will bootleg it. There's a late flag as uh, Walker goes out of bounds. Short of the first down here on second and eight. Gained about about five, and we'll see what they've got here. It's going to be a hold, and that'll be a spot foul. They'll back him up half the distance to the goal from there, and I think the flag was about the five-yard line. They picked it up already, or at least I can't see it anyway. No, they, the flag is at the four. So yeah. so, yeah, I think they'll put him down to the two. Well, they put him down to about the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's actually inside. It's inside that four. It's closer to the three. So mm-hmm. you can't afford another hold here, really. Now all that yardage is gained uh, right back to where they were starting at from this uh, opening drive. So it is second, and we'll call it 10. They have moved it forward a little bit here. Walker going to keep it, and he'll take it out to about the two-yard line. Kind of a slow-developing play. 
Not a lot of threat there that he was going to be uh, taking in the end zone for a safety, but he only gained about one yard. Well, it seemed like a similar play to what they ran on that uh, outside where they got that holding call, except they ran here on this near side here. Uh, and uh, you know nothing really doing there, so I think you can tell how uh, Preston Walker got so much further downfield there because of that hold there. Uh, well, when you're not holding these guys, these South Loop defense, uh, they do a really good job of getting to you awfully quickly. Well, the flag has died down. Wind, not a factor here at all, but you want to have a little room for your punter, if nothing else. You're facing third and nine from your own, from your own two, and Walker looking to throw. He's in the end zone, and he'll throw it out here, and it's going to be caught and then dropped. Good adjustment on the ball by Anthony Quintana, and Quintana could not reel it in, and he is kicking himself. He wants another shot at that one because he would have had it at about the 28-yard line, and that was a well-underthrown ball that Quintana made a great cutback on and just couldn't reel it in. Yeah, Jace Connell's head was just turned there on that defense, so Quintana had a good shot at the ball, but, uh, you know, Got one hand on it, couldn't get both hands on it to really reel it in. Well, Ford can take his full drop here, but he is close to the back end of the end zone. Good snap, pressure coming, high kick, and it's going to be fair caught. No, they're going to let it hit, and it's going to roll forward out to about the 25-yard line. That's going to end up being about a 23, 24-yard punt with no return and still good field position here for South Loop, but... That could have been a lot worse, too, because no, there was a lot of pressure coming there by the Bobcats. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, you know, not the greatest punt in the world, but uh, head and shoulders uh, above, you know, getting the punt blocked in the end zone there. Uh, so good job of uh, Ford there to get it off quickly. Reliving block punts has kept me awake many a night this week. We were glad we didn't see one here. First and 10 from the 24 under center is going to be Rush. He's going to run the option. He's going to pull it out of the belly, keep it himself. He'll bring it across the 20, down to about the 19. That'll be a gain of five here by Rush. Well, that's the first time we've really seen Rush run the ball effectively. He's been, you know, stopped behind the line of scrimmage a few times tonight, uh, but, you know, a good job of riding that fake up the middle. They've given it to Schwartz up the middle a couple of times here. Well, this time uh, opting to keep the ball, Jack Rush does, and he gains a pretty good scamper out to the outside. His first two carries were both a loss of four yards. This one, a positive gain of five. Sets up down second and five inside the 19-yard line. Buffalo's lead it here, eight to six. Hand off to Schwarz. Schwarz goes right up the middle, just going right over the top of that guard, and he's going to gain two and a half, three yards, and that, that's what's going to be left here on third down. Well, they're going to give him a gain of about two, so he's got a full three yards to go here. Yeah, I wasn't so sure about that spot, but they might have elected that his knee was down uh, before he got with the ball to where it was. But uh, uh, Elm, Creek, hey, Elm Creek will take it. Yeah, absolutely. Inside of nine minutes to go here, second quarter, eight to six, Buffalo's with the lead, but South, South Loop here is driving, and they'll hand it off right up the middle, and Schwarz just bowls across the 15-yard line. So that'll be a gain of about two. It's going to set up now fourth and one. Big fourth and one here. I wouldn't be so surprised. They've been giving it to they give it to Schwartz these last two plays. Wouldn't it be so surprised to see Jack Rush, their uh, uh, probably best player, their most prolific playmaker, keep the ball here? Uh, but you know, only need about a foot or so uh, to get this first down. I give it to 25 again. Just run you over, and then on first down, fake that and do the other thing. We'll see what they do. Only one back in the backfield. That's Schwartz. Rush is under center. Fourth and one inside the 15. He keeps it himself. He puts his head down. He's going to have enough for the first down. A gain of three here for Rush. Yeah, and a good job there. He gets the ball quickly uh, and just scampers off to the left side. Uh, I believe that, again, was one of those plays where uh, he gets the ball and uh, he's opting 
to be able to go right, to be able to go left, wherever he gets the best push off to that left side, able to gain about two or three yards there on that good quarterback sneak. But now we're seeing the South Loop team uh, get a really good offensive push, offensive surge, able to get at least two or three yards uh, every uh, short run play they've been uh, running. They can get a first down here. The ball is spotted at the 11, so it'll be first and 10 from the 11-yard line. And by the way, Carney High has swept no folk in the A6 district semifinals. They'll play Pius to 10th, and here we'll back up five yards here on first down, a legal procedure here on South Loop. So congratulations, Jessica Day and the Lady Bearcats with a 3-0 sweep over Norfolk, and they'll play Pius to 10th coming up at 7 o'clock with their first trip to the state volleyball tournament in 33 years on the line. So first and 15 at the 16 here for South Loop, and they've, they've stubbed their toe a few times with some penalties and have really kind of made it a little bit tougher to have the success. Now, they again, they made the big defensive play with the defensive touchdown for the 6-0 lead, but right now Elm Creek is on top now, 8-6, to in a very quick-moving game. 7.20 to go here before halftime. Out of the pistol, Rush looking to throw, rolls out to the right, and it goes through the hands of his intended receiver, who was going to gain about five yards and no more as uh, the defense, McCarter, was there for the uh, Buffaloes, and that one falls incomplete. Well, Rush, if you would have hit McCarter a little bit earlier there, McCarter would have... Well, I threw it to Bubak, but McCarter was on defense. Oh, excuse me, yes. Uh, if you would have hit Bubak uh, earlier there, uh, McCarter was on the ground. McCarter actually slipped a little bit there, uh, but Rush was getting uh, chased down by that de- uh, good Elm Creek defensive line, uh, so not quite able to get his eyes up there. Uh, but, yeah, nearly a four- or five-yard gain. Well, Elm Creek is playing much better than they did about 12 days ago when they lost 47-26, and really the score... Now, the game wasn't that close here. Rush is going to keep it on the sweep. We'll take it right off of uh, the right guard here as he cuts back in, and he's going to gain about three on the play. We'll call it four, and it's now going to be third and 11. And one thing that's really surprising is uh, South Loop's on the board with six points, but it wasn't an offensive touchdown. It was only a defensive touchdown, uh, which, uh, you know, hats off to them for getting that pressure. Uh, but that's something you don't see an awful lot. This South Loop team is, usually scores, and they usually score awfully quickly. Well, they, they haven't had that big play, and they've done something to stop a series from being successful. They've had some first downs, but the Elm Creek defense has done what they needed to. Third and 11. Rush will throw it on that left side, caught by Bubak. He'll spin, make one man miss. He'll spin, lean, puts that football ahead. I think he got in the end zone touchdown. Great, great play there. Great pitch and catch there by Rush. And then uh, the receiver just doing a really good job. They always tell you if you catch that ball on the outside on one of those uh, sort of hitch routes, you always cut it into the inside because that uh, defender is going to be you know, pursuing on that far outside. Well, and that's exactly what happened, able to uh, squeeze by that, uh, that cornerback and, uh, and scamper in for the touchdown. So Jake Rush hits Leighton Bubak on the five-points bank touchdown to put South Loop back on top here. They lead it now 12-8 to with 6.25 to go. First offensive touchdown here for the Bobcats. And they're taking their time, make some personnel changes here as they'll go for two. You see that an awful lot in these eight-man games. Not a whole lot of uh, kicking field goals here. And these two-point conversions really come in big late in games. Rush will take the snap, and he's going to throw it right off that left side and wide open in underneath is going to be Cole Gracie. And Gracie makes the catch. Two-point conversion is good. So a six-point lead here for South Loop. They lead it now 14-8 to with 6.25 to go here in the second quarter. And we'll be back to Elm Creek right after this timeout. 
The folks at Buzz's Marine want to stress the importance of weatherizing your boat. Let Buzz's first-class service technicians work on your boat now so you don't have to worry about it in the spring. A little preventative maintenance will save you time, money, and a huge headache in the spring. So go to buzzesmarine.com and see what tailored winterization package will work best for your boat. Then call Buzz's Marine at 308-234-4576 to set up an appointment. Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central, Cardi. So 6.25 to go here in the uh, first half. And first offensive touchdown here for South Loop. They fell on a fumble in the end zone for one touchdown. And now the pass here from uh, Rush to Bubak. And just like that, they're back on top here in the game. Get you updated on some other scores. We mentioned Perkins County over West Holt, 32-27. They'll be taking on Medicine Valley, the fourth seed, with a 60-22 win over Hemingford. And earlier today, Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing with a 27-7 win over Kennesaw. And they'll take on the winner of this game. The kickoff is a little bit short. Coming right up the middle here is uh, going to be Walker. And Walker will finally be met by somebody at the 25. And he'll pull that guy forward to about the 28-yard line. So pretty good field position here for the Buffaloes to set up shop, trailing it here 18, excuse me, 14 to 8. Well, if there's any silver lining to a South Loop uh, getting that touchdown, it's it's how effective uh, so far tonight Preston Walker and this Elm Creek team is uh, of returning the ball. Uh, they could do a good job of setting up a wedge and a wall, and Preston Walker really hits that hole hard. Uh, South Loop's quick, but I tell you what, Preston Walker might be just as quick as anyone uh, on the Bobcats team. So under center here will be the quarterback, Walker, and Walker will fake the pass after handing the ball right up the middle here to Jaden Ford, and Ford's first uh, carry, and he looked a little gimpy coming up there. He gained about two. Yeah, and uh, South Loop's uh, defensive line did a really good job of crashing down in on that play, both their defensive ends also being able to help out on that play. Uh, I'm not sure what the uh, play call was, but uh, South Loop definitely read it very well. Yeah, and Ford goes down. Ford's hurt here. As I said, he felt a little gingerly, and now I think might be cramping up is really kind of what it looks like here. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life, two locations in Kearney, and Ford is hobbling off on his under his own power, but either his heel hurts or he's cramping up, or I don't think the way he's, he's putting weight on it, so I don't think it's an ankle. So we'll try to keep an eye on what that injury is, and again, you you can't lose any more bodies. No, absolutely and not. That, that's one thing that, uh, for, for Elm Creek, you've taken about two, three guys it takes to replace Devin Walker, who won't play today because of the concussion. Uh, one of those guys that's going to be taking some of those carries is Ford, and Ford is uh, walking off here gingerly. He's being attended to. Second and eight after the Ford carry here. 5.45 to go before halftime. 14 to eight. And Walker will pitch it out. And he'll cut back in will be Quintana. Quintana, there wasn't much there, but kind of found a back door to swing through, and he'll bring the ball out to about the 34-yard line. So that'll be a gain of about four and a half. Yeah, and he did a good job of uh, letting the play develop, really. He kind of slow played, watched as the holes opened up, which occasionally can bite you because the South Loop team does get good pressure there. Uh, But all the Elm Creek Buffalo blockers were out in front uh, and so able to get a pretty good yard there, Quintana. He's got good vision. So third and four from the 34. Under center is Walker. Walker looking to throw. Short drop. Now he's scrambling a little bit. He'll throw. Kind of a kind of hitch just a little bit on his throw and then kind of snapped it like a dart. And it was uh, over for Austin Geis. But Geis 
I don't think I think he had it on his hands momentarily and then it got knocked out of his hands by a South Loop. It's going to fall incomplete. Yeah, it would have been an impressive catch had he brought it down because there was two South Loop defenders around him. However, Austin Geis is a very good receiver. He's uh, uh, Preston Walker's favorite target, uh, thrown to 17 times, got 307 yards receiving. Uh, and Geis, very big uh, receiver too. Wouldn't be surprised if they aired it up into the air for a jump ball later on in this game. So punting situation, and it'll be the backup punter out there because Ford is hurt. And there's nobody back there to return it. And the ball is going to roll dead to about the uh, 10-yard line. So good job there punting by Carson McCarter kind of coming in with the emergency. He kicks it from the 34 down to the 10. So that'll be 34, 36 yards and no return. Well, in uh, playing field position is never a bad thing. Occasionally you'll see an eight-man uh, teams go for it on fourth down, uh, more so than you would see in some uh, 11-man upper-class games. Uh, and it's simply because it's a shorter field uh, and a lot less opportunity sometimes to score. But, you know, South Loop didn't even have a guy back deep to return. If they would have, uh, it could have been a pretty uh, a dicey play there. So 4.50 to go here for South Loop. Last time they had their hands on the ball, they got the touchdown to take the 14-8 to lead. Rush will run the option, pull it out of the belly, go to his left side, run through one tackle, and pull the pile forward to about the 11-yard line. And uh, it's going to be out to about the uh, 16-yard line, so that'll be a gain of about six on the play. So far, Elm Creek tonight has done a good job, well, both sides of the ball, but Elm Creek doing a good job of eliminating the big play. We saw a lot of big plays from the South Loop team the first time these teams played. Well, uh, Elm Creek staying on their assignment and not letting any big plays uh, happen. Two tight ends, eye formation. Rush will hand it off to the tailback. And so they go right up the middle. And it scores who will be awfully close to the first down. Depends where they spot it. I'm going to write down four here, and we'll see whether or not they move the sticks or not. They do. They are going to move them. Chain gang moving the chains, just like Carney Towing Repair will do for you. If you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair, they got enough for the first down, so the clock will stop momentarily. Now it's rolling inside of four minutes. First and ten from the 21 here for South Loop. And they run the little option. Quick slant on the throw here. And then they're going to throw the flag late. And that's going to get a groans here from uh, Elm Creek because Jace Connell got up and made the signal like I was pass interfered with. And it's at that point that the officials threw the flag. Bad timing on that flag as much as anything. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, I mean, it looked like pretty de- good defensive uh, coverage there uh, by Elm Creek. Uh, but occasionally you'll get taught to, you know, kind of hold on to that hip, right, kind of be in that hip pocket of the receiver. And it's, it's one of those gray area type of deals. You're not really affecting it, uh, but, you know, sometimes you'll get called uh, for pass interference on those, and that's exactly what happened uh, to the Buffaloes here. And I'll say this. The official was in the perfect position to uh, make that call. And usually, you know, high school kids can be a little savvy, sure, but they usually don't make that call unless it's actually valid. So take that for what it's worth. 3.50 to go here after the pass interference call. Keeping it is going to be the quarterback rush. Rush will go right up the middle, and he'll take it just short of the 40-yard line. So that'll be a gain of about 7.5, and and it's going to be second and very manageable here for South Loop. Well, just as I was talking about how they've been stopping some of the big plays, stopping uh, a rush, this really effective uh, South Loop quarterback, uh, he's starting to pick up a little bit of momentum. Uh, I wouldn't be so surprised to see uh, uh, Coach Schwartz uh, go right back to a rush because he's, uh, he hasn't quite got those big plays he's used to getting. Wouldn't be surprised to see one uh, coming up late here in the second quarter. So Rush will take it out of the belly. He's looking to throw. He's going to air it out deep. He's got a man. It's going to be caught at the five, into the end zone, touchdown. 
Jace Connell hit in stride, and he scores from 39 yards away. Boy, I tell you what, you could not have thrown that ball any better than Rush did. It was pretty decent uh, coverage there uh, uh, by Car Kirsten McCarter. Uh, just a better thrown ball there by Rush. And like you said, one of the premier quarterbacks here in D1. Uh, you're not going to see maybe a better throw uh, than that tonight. He dropped it right in the shoebox there for the five points bang touchdown from 39 yards away. And two straight possessions. South Loop gets into the end zone, and they now lead it 20-8 to with 3.08 to go here before halftime. They're going to put one man wide to the left, one wide to the right, and they're going to put somebody in that slot on that left side. And Schwartz will be behind Rush here, who will take the snap, and he'll swing it out here for Schwartz. Schwartz puts his head down, gets in the end zone for the two-point conversion. So the pass for two is good, and that now makes it 22-8 to with 3.08 to go here in the second quarter. And South Loop with a 14-point lead will kick off to the Buffaloes when we come back after this. Farmers and ranchers are gearing up to get their crops out of the field, and sometimes they have to take the main roads to get there. You've probably gotten stuck behind one of those slow-moving orange triangles a time or two. Well, this fall, the Buffalo County Farm Bureau would like to remind everyone to slow down, be careful, and drive safely. These men and women are planting food for our tables. So next time you get stuck behind a farmer on the way to the field, just give him or her a wave. It's just food in progress. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture culture so south loop gets the touchdown here to make it now 22 to 8 with 308 to go and uh, if you're elm creek you want to build a little bit of momentum get that momentum back uh heading into the locker room here because certainly you don't want to go three and out and give south loop who's now caught fire offensively the opportunity to add to the lead well yeah and uh we've seen twice preston walkers has done a very good job of, of following that wedge following that wall and getting out to about the 30 35 yard on both of his returns I wouldn't be so surprised to see uh, South Loop kick it away from or, or, you know, squib kick it to keep it away from Walker because Walker's been looking very dangerous, uh, dangerous returning uh, the ball tonight. And that would be exactly what the doctor ordered here for the Buffaloes. They could find some way to get Walker the ball. They're going to do that little short kick. It's bouncing around and going to be picked up here by Elm Creek. With it is going to be Austin Geis. And Geis, after he got the ball... Really, the, the pocket was collapsing around him, and he had no opportunity to do much with it except field that relatively short kick and take it out to about the 20-yard line. Yeah, I got about as much as he could get on that play, uh, and, and more importantly so he got on the ball because at first it wasn't look like he had the ball too, corralled too well, uh, but able to fall on the ball and you know, gain a yard or two. Like you said, South Loop doing a really good job of getting downfield uh, and stopping that play from developing. Uh, and something more. And by the way, Jaden Ford is having that left ankle retaped. So it was an ankle, even though he was able to walk on it. He was walking very gingerly. Walker will scramble, and he was looking to throw initially and tucked it up because the pocket was collapsing. We can't call this a sack because it got across the line of scrimmage, I think. Yes, he got what he could. Now he's going to lose about uh, a half of a yard. So we'll put that down as a rush of zero yards, but essentially that's a sack. And we've seen uh, Elm Creek come out and run this. It looked look like a developing, like a boot, or not a bootleg, excuse me, a sprint out uh, type of play. But it's interesting to see them sprint out uh, to the left as opposed to the right. Uh, he'd be throwing across his body if he was going to be throwing on the move. Well, I think he was just going to throw a quick little dump out to the tight end who was coming out, but didn't even have time to look for that. He's the only back in the backfield right now as they got receivers all over the place, and he'll throw a quick slant right up the, on that left side, and Quintana makes one man miss and will step out of bounds after getting across the 35 out to about the 38-yard line. That'll be a gain of 18 on the play, and Elm Creek will 
stop the clock with that gain of 18 and get a first down. Boy, Quintana certainly has some moves, and he showed him there. Caught the ball with uh, his defender right in front of him and just does a little shimmy shake to get around uh, and get five more yards. Tried shimmy shake it again. <laughs> Might have uh, benefited from going out of bounds because there's about three South Loop defenders around him. Yeah, he ran out of real estate, though. Would have got a few more yards. And a quarterback keeper right up the middle across the 40, down to the 30, and Walker will take it down to about the 28-yard line. A gain of... Uh, well, what would that be? That would be a gain of about 14 on the play. Boy, no. and that was just a quick little hitter. Yeah, good, good play call there by Jace Doolin. Uh, he's he's was registered. He could see that the, the man-to-man coverage and just bit uh, South Loop by running those guys off and uh, having uh, Preston Walker run around the outside. I'm trying to figure out if that was a play call or just recognition there by Walker. In any event, handoff to the fullback right up the middle, and they're able to squeeze it out to about the 21-yard line, gain of seven as they give the ball here to Robbins. Well, good quick hitter right there, just giving the ball uh, to the, the – I've been re- referring to him as the big man, but the freshman there. Uh, one of my favorite plays to see run is that quick inside trap uh, uh, there to the fullback and effectively ran there by Elm Creek. They've got some momentum going here late in the second quarter. Well, he's running like a big man, even though he's only 165 pounds and barely old enough to look over the top of the steering wheel. A little backhand handoff here to Quintana. A little trickery, if you will, on that handoff. And uh, they're going to get out to 21 because, again, there was enough penetration there for South Loop that they had the angle necessary to see that handoff by Walker on his back hip here to Quintana. Quintana, no gain on the play. Yeah, good job again by South Loop. They were fooled, uh, let some big plays go the prior two plays, but they weren't allowed, uh, about to let uh, another big play go there. South Loop uh, really rearing their ears back uh, and going after Elm Creek right now. 50 seconds to go. Elm Creek has some timeouts here. They've got third and three. Walker going to keep it, and he's going to be stood up at the 20-yard line. He's going to be two yards short of a first down, and a timeout taken by Elm Creek with 43 seconds left and fourth and two. Well, you're confident if you're calling timeout on fourth and two from the 20-yard line. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians, and we'll take the timeout as well. 43.6 seconds to go here before halftime. 22 to 8. Elm Creek with uh, uh, fourth and two, down by 14. When we come back after this. Since 1902, Carrier has been inventing new ways to make people comfortable. And today, comfort can also mean efficiency. Because being more efficient with your home heating can mean spending less on it. And that's something everyone can get comfortable with. If you're ready for Carrier Comfort, now you can get cool cash rebates of up to $1,650 on a new system. Carrier, turn to the experts. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers and Carney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at 308-995-4481. I'd like to say thanks to our presenting sponsors, Mary Landing Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, and Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, bringing us, uh, helping us bring you coverage of the state high school football playoffs here. Fourth and two from the 20, 43.6 seconds to go here before halftime, and uh, calling it out is Walker. He's the only back in the backfield. High snap, throws it right side, caught for the first down, trying to find some distance here is going to be Geis, and Geis is going to be down to about the 10-yard line. Gain of 10, and with 38.5 to go, they'll stop the clock to move the chains. Well, really good job. It wasn't quite a pick play, but it was one of those plays where they ran yeah, a... Yeah, well, it is a pick. <laughs> I was going to say, they run a slant inside, and then they just hitch right over, excuse me, underneath it. Uh, and, it, yeah, I was going to say, quite a bit of space there, uh, a lot of room to run uh, on that catch. Legal pick play, though. 34 seconds to go. They break the huddle. They still have a couple of timeouts left. 
And now they're going to call. Well, they stopped the clock. And I think they're going to have a discussion about whether or not the clock should have been running or he was out of bounds. The far official, the one farthest from where the ball went out of bounds, now he's stopped it, and now he's coming over here to talk to the Elm Creek uh, coaching staff. And there is a timeout, but time went off the clock. So if Elm Creek called the timeout, it would have been nice if they would have called it just a few seconds earlier. Some time went off the clock here with 29.7 to go, and I think they're trying to communicate with up top as, yeah, they're going to put more time on the clock as well. We're going to keep it right here for the time being, and again, we'll remind you that our uh, timeout is brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. As uh, they'll call the timeout, and they're going to put a little bit more time back on the clock as they're trying to communicate with uh, how much time should go up there. Yeah, they're looking over here at the, at the uh, scorers area on the, in the press box, trying to figure out how to get uh, that message up here. Some uh, other scores for you. Games in progress here in Class uh, D1. Fifth-seeded East Butler is uh, right now leading. Fourth-seeded Nebraska Lutheran, 16-14. to 14. That game's in the second quarter. Number 11 seed Johnson Brock with a 66-22 win over number 14 Pender. And uh, number two Howells Dodge, 22-6 over Lord Central Catholic. That game is in the second quarter in the Eastern Division. Here, first and 10 from the 11. Number 11 looking to throw. Walker is going to throw it. And it's in the end zone. It was tipped ever so slightly, and it goes off the hands at Jerry Brummel's and incomplete. That one was not easy for Brummel's. It was tipped before it got to him, just about uh, two yards in front of him. But he did have it on his hands momentarily and just couldn't reel it in. It was supposed to be, you know, out here uh, in the middle of the hands, and it was just on the fingertips after being tipped, and he couldn't quite reel it in. Shouldn't have trimmed his fingernails last night. Yeah, definitely not just barely outside there. And actually, they're going to move the ball back here. There may have been a hold on that last play as it, it's still first down here. Uh, so they're going to get another try at it, but a little yeah, bit further I didn't, back. Yeah, I didn't see a flag with 29.5 to go. So we can't write that down as an incompletion. That is going to move them back now to the 20-yard line. 29 seconds to go. Under center here is going to be Walker. Walker looking to throw as he backs up. And he'll throw it on that right side. It's going to be caught at the five. They lean the ball in. It is a touchdown. Well, what a turn of events we had here. Great look off by a Preston Walker there. He kind of uh, shoulder faked one way, uh, went the other way, and then, yeah, good enough for six. Uh, Impressive play there. Good job by Elm Creek to get into the end zone here before halftime. And that was Jerry Brummel's number 21 who was able to lean that ball in. So number 21 from 21 yards away, scores with 22 seconds to go here in the uh, second quarter. They'll go for two, and Walker running, trying to get the pylon. Now cuts back in, and he does get the two-point conversion. So two two two-point conversions here for Elm Creek, and they've cut the lead down to six. It's 22-16 with 22 seconds to go after the five-points bank touchdown. We're late in the second quarter and back after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? 
Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Well, with 22 seconds to go here before halftime, Elm Creek gets back on the board to cut down to a six-point game. They kick off. It's bouncing at the 15-yard line, and tracking it down here is going to be Connell. Jace Connell taking it out to that outside area. He'll have it down to about the 26-yard line. We'll see exactly where they spot it here. And there's 15.8 here for South Loop, and they've got one of the better quarterbacks in the state. I would think you might want to roll the dice here a little bit since you got fairly good field position. Well, absolutely, and that team speed on the perimeter. I mean, Elm Creek's been doing a good job playing man-to-man coverage, uh, but with such short time, you got to expect they'll have you know one, maybe two guys deep plus man-to-man coverage. Uh, so uh, we'll see what the South Loop comes out and does here. Yeah, they're spreading out the field here anyway. And so looking is going to be Rush. Rush does get the snap. He's rolling to his right. He's going to throw it, and it's going to be incomplete. Some feet got tangled up there, but I think the, the main tangling was between the uh, terra firma and uh, the wide receiver there who kind of fell on his own trying to get back to the ball was Jace Connell, and it's going to fall incomplete as the uh, receiver fell down. Well, and a good job of pressuring uh, Rush there uh, on that pass play because had he had some time, there was a wheel route coming around. Was, that's the route he threw to, uh, but you give Rush a little bit more time. We've seen him you know, throw some great deep balls uh, that could have been a case where, you know, he lets her rip, and, you know, Connell's a fast receiver. You, you throw it up there, he's bound to get under it. But the timing of that was thrown off because of the rush. And with 10.4 to go, we'll see if uh, Elm Creek can again put some pressure on Jack Rush. And he'll roll out to the right side, throws it over the middle. It's going to be complete, and then, wow, what a pace by Walker. The ball caught and then immediately put down hard was Jace Connell. Yeah, that might have been one of the hardest hits I've seen. All season there, I, we've I've seen we've seen players uh, you know kind of do a single leg takedown where they uh, they you know bring a guy's legs off the ground. Well, that was a clean hit straight up, just hit him square in the chest and decleated him there. Uh, but of course, not after you know that big big gain. Well, Connell, give him credit, he held on to the football, and we've got another ENT physicians timeout being taken here by South Loop. There's only four seconds to go in this one. They'll have it first and ten from. Uh, well, they say the 35, but the ball is at the 25. So it'll be first. No, it is at the 35. I'm looking at the wrong end of the stick. So certainly Rush has the arm to get it out there. But I, I think you'll see a little bit of pressure being put on here by Elm Creek. So he can't really uh, have that time to throw it very deep. Yeah, they're, they're, Try to rush him a little bit. Yep, yep. And they're doing a good job on the rush. of uh, They've got two down linemen, uh, and then they bring a linebacker off either side. And so the good, the good thing that Elm Creek's doing is not allowing Jack Rush to get comfortable and understand where the rush is coming from. And not using a lot of players to put that pressure yep. on. they got enough guys back deep. And now uh, Elm Creek's going to call a timeout. So Elm Creek calls timeout here. 
Another ENT positions timeout. Let's get you updated on the rest of the scores here from uh, Class uh, D1. Uh, we mentioned Johnson Brock with a 66-22 win over Pender. Number two seed Howells Dodge with a 30-6 lead against uh, Nebraska City Lords or Lord Central Catholic. In Class D2, Mullen over Giltner, 53-8 is the final. Fifth seed Lawrence Nelson next up for them. They got a 26-14 win over Garden County. They're at halftime where Twin Loop leads Paxton 31 to nothing. Number two seed Blue Hill, the Bobcats, with a 49-20 win over North Central. And that is the uh, western bracket. In the eastern bracket of Class D2, Ball City Sacred Heart with a 34-30 win over Humphrey St. Francis. That is a final. Why not the sixth seed with the win over Friend, 34-20? And here, four seconds left. First and 10 from the 35. No backs in the backfield here for Rush. A little bit of pressure coming. They grab him, and they're going to pull him down after a gain of about three or four. And Elm Creek will take that because that is the final play of the first half. And a good half here for Elm Creek. They gave up a touchdown defensively. Their offense fumbled the ball in the end zone. They gave up the defensive touchdown to South Loop to get the scoring started. And you thought, well, that might be the start of something bad. But the Elm Creek offense and defense has responded nicely since then. And we've got a six-point game as we head to the locker rooms. It's 22-16, South Loop with the lead here in Elm Creek. And we'll step away for a moment. When we come back, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Two months after he got married, Ron was diagnosed with cancer. Just because of the, the type of cancer I had directly affected the ability to have children. This basically would eliminate any chances of having children naturally. You know, we went from the joy of getting married and starting that part and then poof, your perspective just completely flips. And so when I found out I was pregnant that Saturday, it was just absolutely mind-boggling. It was uh, one of the best days of my life. It made me forget about all that bad stuff that had happened. And I can't help but be incredibly proud because I never thought I'd have a chance to have a first Mother's Day or hold my baby. It just makes the love stronger. We are Ron and Kara Faber. And our son Graham was born at Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Welcome back here to Elm Creek, where at halftime it's 22-16, to 16, South Loop with the lead over the Buffaloes. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Let's give you a quick scoring summary here from this game. South Loop got on the board first on Elm Creek's first possession of the game. An errant snap on third and very long uh, was eventually re-fumbled into the end zone. Grant Jones fell on it for South Loop for the touchdown. The try for two 
was no good. But Elm Creek answered back later in the first quarter. Preston Walker finished the drive with a quarterback sneak, and the two-point conversion was good. It was 8-6 to six, heading into the second quarter. In that second quarter, back-to-back touchdown drives here for South Loop with 6.25 to go in that second quarter. It was uh, a nice throw here by uh, Jack Rush connecting with Leighton Bubach on a 12-yard pass. The uh, try for two was good. That made it 14-8. to Their next possession with 3.08 to go in the second quarter. Rush again, this time with a beautiful pass downfield to Jace Connell. Couldn't have thrown it any better. A 39-yard strike, and that made it 22 to eight with the two-point conversion there. But then late in that second quarter, with only 22 seconds left, um, Preston Walker hit Austin Geis on a 21-yard touchdown pass. The two-point conversion was good, and we're at 22 to 16 here at halftime. And checking out what's going on uh, across the uh, rest of the state, here's Ryan Dahlgren. Yeah, a number of games getting finished up, a number of games starting early tonight. Uh, we're going to start with the class D1 West scores, though. Perkins County getting a big upset, the number nine seed upsetting number one West Holt, 32-27. to uh, They will move on to play the winner of the Medicine Valley-Hemingford game. Medicine Valley gets the 60-22 to win uh, over uh, Hemingford. Uh, so that will be a the first quarterfinal matchup we've got uh, going on Class D1 uh, right now. Randy Bushcutter just got you caught up in our game, uh, 16 to 22 here at half South Loop uh, with the lead. Uh, early, another upset uh, on the west side of the bracket: Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing with the 27 to 7 upset over Kennesaw. So the winner of this game uh, will go on to face the number seven seed Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing. Uh, now moving on to the east side, Plainview uh, in Creighton. That game just kicked off. Uh, the score zero to zero here in the first quarter uh, for that game. Nebraska Lutheran. Uh, is trailing East Butler right now in the second quarter, 24 to 20. Johnson Brock, the number 11 seed, uh, getting a 66 to 22 win over number 14 Pender. Uh, and in the second quarter at Howells Dodge, Howells Dodge with a 30 to 12 lead over Lords Central Catholic. Now moving down to Class D2, uh, first for the West. Uh, you heard this game on KHAS. Uh, game started at five o'clock. Mullen with a big win. Uh, over Giltner, 53-8, to uh, moving down the list. Lawrence Nelson with a 26-14 to win over Garden County. So that quarterfinal matchup will be Mullen and Lawrence Nelson in Class D2. At halftime at Twin Loop, Twin Loop with the 31 to nothing lead over Paxton. Blue Hill right now, uh, Blue Hill gets the win, excuse me, 49-20 to over North Central. Now moving into D2 East, uh, Bloomfield and Randolph. That game is scoreless right now in the first quarter. Fall City Sacred Heart, the number four seed, uh, gets the win over Humphrey St. Francis, the five seed, 34 to 30. Uh, why not pulls the upset over number three friend, the number six seed? Why not 34 to 10 in that game? Uh, and then Bruning Davenport, Shickley, and Fullerton playing right now in the second quarter. BDS uh, leading big, 28 to nothing uh, so far. Our Platte River Radio has your scores covered in the area, and the Simonson Agency, your farmer's insurance agent in Kearney, has you covered for home, life, and auto insurance. See them in Kearney in the strip mall just west of Apple Market. Don't forget, coming up later tonight, of course, we'll have our Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Gill scoreboard show. Can't really call it the Friday night scoreboard show with it being uh, Wednesday night here, but we'll get you updated with all the games that we've had uh, on the uh, Platte River Radio group of stations as well as all the scores from across the state as most of those should be, most, not all, but most of them should be final by the time we wrap this one up. Uh, and again, here at intermission, 22 to 16, it's South Loop with the lead here in Elm Creek. We've totaled up the numbers, and we'll give you those numbers when we continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? 
It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their MaxStand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. And welcome back here to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here in Elm Creek where the Buffaloes trail at 22-16 to South Loop. And you know, we've been kind of talking during the commercial breaks and stuff. There's been a lot of upsets uh, throughout the course of uh, the tournament so far. So Elm Creek's got to be thinking, why not us? And why not? Because they've actually done a nice job as you take a look at all these numbers they're down by only six, and again, they gave up that touchdown with uh, uh, what started off as a pass interference that backed them up 15 yards. They set up third and 25 from the 15. Snap was over the quarterback's head. Trying to track it down was Walker. Walker rolling out, then drops the ball, falling on the end zone for South Loop. So really kind of six free points here for South Loop, and that is the difference in the ball game because statistically, Elm Creek is hanging right with the undefeated Bobcats. Looking at the numbers here for South Loop, throwing the ball, Jack Rush is 6 of 10 in the air for 97 yards, so 97 passing yards here for South Loop. Rush has also carried the ball 8 times for 21 yards. Blake Schwartz has carried the ball 6 times for 18 yards, so 14 rushes for 39 yards here for South Loop. Combine that with their 97 passing yards, and they've got 136 yards of total offense here in the first half. Meanwhile, for Elm Creek, Preston Walker is four out of six in the air for 67 yards. And on the ground, Jaden Ford has one carry for two yards. Anthony Quintana has seven carries for seven yards. Hans Robbins has four carries for 14 yards. And Walker's carried the ball eight times for 25 yards. So 19 carries for 48 yards. Combine that with 67 yards, so 115 yards of offense here for uh, Elm Creek. And that compares pretty close here with uh, South Loop who has 136 yards in the first half and again the, the big issue is the one turnover for Elm Creek that sets up the one touchdown here for uh, South Loop and they lead it here 22 to 16 at intermission yeah well that's one of those things you, you have to win that turnover battle and right now South Loop is winning that turnover battle and they're fortunate to fall on that ball in the end zone but really that's the only difference in this ball game Elm Creek uh, made some very good adjustments because we saw a lot of big plays uh, about 12 days ago when we were here again. Uh, uh, South Loop would just bust some big runs up the middle. Uh, well, we're not seeing that. Also, uh, Elm Creek's doing a really good job on their passing. I mean, they switched from a zone about two weeks ago 
to playing a lot more man-to-man. And while South Loop has plenty of team speed across the board, uh, the defensive capabilities of these cornerbacks and the safeties uh, for Elm Creek have been doing a really, really good job of sticking with uh, the receivers. There was only that one really big uh, pass play uh, from Rush to, I believe it was Connell, uh, in that uh, first or second quarter. Other than that, we've had some pretty good uh, coverage by Elm Creek. And again, you know, 12 days ago, you, you ended up with that 21-point uh, loss. Since then, you've lost your leading rusher and one of your best tacklers. And then uh, right now, Ford has been uh, hurt as well, Jaden Ford. So you have to have a, a backup punter out there. Plus, you lose his abilities in some of those other jobs that he was filling in with, with Walker. You're starting to get a little thin for Elm Creek. But what's not thin is the, the determination and the fight. These guys are playing pretty tough. And if you're South Loop, you probably came in here and go, Oh, well, these guys are all banged up, and we just did this 12 days ago. We got this one in the bag. Well, it's not been that case. Elm Creek has really made them fight, scratch, and claw for everything that they've gotten out there. And the longer the Buffaloes stay in this game, the bigger the monkey's going to be on the back of the Bobcats. Well, absolutely. And like you said, the determination and the will of this Elm Creek team, they're more times than not getting those extra you know, effort plays uh, to go in their favor. And when you get those extra effort plays uh, time and time again, that'll start to uh, build up, and that can wear on a team. Uh, like South Loop, uh, but once again, South Loop has been doing an effective job of, of moving the ball. Uh, but Jace Doolin, a lot of the uh, the the, the uh, switches that they have made have been really effective, like that man-to-man coverage as opposed to zone. They're also doing a really good job of getting to rush. Um, a lot of uh, different uh, twists and uh, different uh, looks on the defensive line, and that has not let Rush get comfortable. And uh, Rush is a guy that you want to keep uncomfortable because you let him get comfortable, and it's going to be a long night. Yeah, and a lot of times when the, the passing game isn't working for Rush, he just is able to run. But there's been not only pressure against him, but it's been controlled pressure. Because if you just come at him with your ears pinned back, that opens little seams for him to run, and he's got the speed. He can really burn you with that. They've done a nice job of shutting off both his arms and his legs by having a controlled rush going with specific angles at him. And right now, Elm Creek, for the most part, is winning the battle up front. So tip your hat to the uh, defensive line, especially for Elm Creek. They haven't been able to drive them off the ball real well on the offensive end, but their defensive line has played really well tonight. Extremely well. And South Loop, we've talked time and time again, Class D state champions in track last year. They've got plenty of speed, but the way you match up with speed when you don't have quite as much speed is alignment and assignment. Elm Creek tonight has been very well coached. Jace Dooland, I mean, he you can definitely tell he studied that film from that game 12 days ago uh, because he's really keying on all of these uh, explosive players South Loop has. And honest to goodness, across the board, even the linemen for South Loop, it seems like if they chose to be running backs, receivers, or whatever it is, They'd be able to do it, uh, but this... Well, their, their linemen involved number 24 and number 30. Exactly. If that gives you any idea. Uh, exactly. Uh, but, no, Elm Creek, you know, not quite as fast as the South Loop team, but, you know, doing what they have to do with the alignment and assignment, being in the right place, and not allowing these explosive South Loop players uh, to get away from them. Yeah, and, again, uh, the, the difference is the turnovers and coming into the game. If you told me that Elm Creek was going to turn it over more than South Loop, I wouldn't think that this game was close, to be honest with you. So if, if Elm Creek can get that turnover back, they can force that turnover and then win the turnover battle, they're going to come away with a win here tonight because they are really, for the most part, outplaying South Loop, even though they trailed on the scoreboard here 22-16. to 16. We'll step away for a moment, and we'll wrap up the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report when we come back to Elm Creek right after this. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? 
with their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See CappaGrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. And welcome back here to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. If memory serves, Elm Creek kicked off to start this football game, so they will get the ball back and uh, will have the opportunity to potentially take the lead. And it, that matters. You know, they, they had that late touchdown. They scored with 22 seconds to go, so they still kind of have that momentum. Moving forward, if they can score essentially back-to-back. Now, again, they had a few seconds, South Loop did, and actually did threaten. But if Elm Creek can do that, that, that puts an entirely different tenor, different tenor on the game. So I think the next three, four minutes of the football game are going to be very, very big in determining who moves on and takes on Chambers-Wheeler Central. Absolutely. Uh, and, and this kickoff, I, I have a, a feeling Elm Creek's going to have some fairly good field position to start this game off because – if they kick it deep to Preston Walker, Preston Walker has been doing a good job of returning it. But their last kickoff, we saw him squib it. And generally speaking, when you kick the ball on the ground like that, uh, it doesn't go too far. Uh, and so you have decent field position, and that's exactly what Elm Creek wants to have uh, as they get this uh, third quarter rolling. Well, Darren Hunt is sick, not playing tonight for Elm Creek. And again, we've talked several times uh, about Devin Walker being out with the uh, concussion. Since then, Jaden Ford has injured that left ankle, and they continue to wrap, rewrap, and uh, test that ankle in hopes that he can get back out there. And I wouldn't give up hope that he'd be able to step back uh, on the field. And uh, that is our uh, injury report. And so hopefully they can uh, uh, make something positive happen here and get Ford back into the game uh, as uh, – He's important from a couple of different positions, including uh, punting the football here. So they, they, they're hoping that they can make that a little bit better. Injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And that's the third time now that they rewrapped that ankle. Yeah, and you better believe I mean, he's saying, hey, do whatever you have to do, but get me back out on that field. And sometimes you just can't, simply can't. Uh, but you better believe that he's going to try uh, seeing another look out here uh, well, later in this game. Athletic tape is cheap. <laughs> so they, we have to wait for the clock to get all the way down to zeros and then put 12 minutes back at, on it. But uh, South Loop, they're chomping at the bit to kick off the football here as uh, Marshall still is all set to uh, kick this one off. Walker's back there. They Now they got 12 minutes on the clock. I think we're all set and ready to go. 
And so Still will come up and put his foot into the ball, and it's going to bounce on the uh, turf, picked up at the 15-yard line by one of the upbacks. And uh, with it is going to be Geis. Geis made one-man miss without much blocking in front of him, and he'll take it out to about the 23-yard line. And I believe there's a flag out on the play. So if memory, I mean, it's good. it looks like it'll be a holding here. So going to go from good field position to not as good field yeah. position here. Yeah, they're going to back him up. The flag is at the 25, so that will put him uh, back to 15-yard line. Now it'll be from the end of the play, not from – won't be a spot foul from upfield. So that'll take him inside the 15-yard line down to about the 14. It certainly doesn't help, but we've seen Elm Creek uh, build momentum throughout that second quarter, and if they can keep that momentum rolling, uh, I mean, 25 yards or 75 yards, I mean, it's still, you know, going to the end zone. Well, Walker will roll out here on first down. He looked to throw. Now he's going to run. He'll take it down to 20, and he'll bring it across the 25. They'll spot him down at about the 27-yard line. Nice little 12-and-a-half-yard scamper here for Preston Walker to start the second half. Yeah, and quickly getting, gaining back that yardage they lost on that holding play there. We've seen Preston Walker bust a few plays out uh, to the outside there. Uh, he, he does a good job of looking downfield. If he doesn't see anyone, but he sees green, well, he's going to go. 22-16. to 16. Here's our lead here. Two tight ends, eye formation here for the Buffaloes. Quick handoff up the middle, and that'll be Hans Robbins. Robbins will get to the line of scrimmage and get pushed back. We'll see what kind of forward penetration they give him. They're actually going to say he does not make it back to the line of scrimmage. That'll be a loss of one. That was supposed to be one of those quick hitters, just a little uh, trap play uh, on the inside to Hans Robbins. Uh, but uh, South Loop not fooled there, getting some good penetration. Uh, and not a very big defensive line, but they're a very quick defensive line. Uh, we've got speed uh, down there. It's you know, it's pretty easy to get in that backfield pretty quickly uh, once you got a guy pulling. Well, Elm Creek does not have a huge size advantage, so they, they can't exactly wear them down. And they're going to pitch the ball out to uh, Gonzalez, and Gonzalez will have a little spin, and he'll bring the uh, ball across as Quintana is going to end up gaining about four or five on the play. And it's going to set up now third and manageable. I'll say I'm impressed with Quintana filling in for the uh, injured Devin Walker, but Quintana does a really good job of reading his blocks and seeing where the hole was. Uh, he let that play build up, uh, and with South Loop not getting pressure around the outside, he was able to get that ball upfield. Well, they need a good solid five here. After losing yards on first down, they get a nice uh, recovery, if you will, on second down. It'll be third and five. They emptied the backfield here for Walker. Walker will get the snap. We'll throw it out here to uh, Quintana, and Quintana dropped it. He was two yards past the sticks when he made an adjustment and came back into it, and he's not able to reel it in, and he's frustrated. Yeah, and it, it was one of those plays. Uh, we've seen South Loop come out man-to-man and really bump and run press coverage up towards close to the line of scrimmage. Well, there wasn't that. Uh, the defender gave him about five, six yards of cushion, and uh, had Quintana caught that ball in, it would have been a first down. Jace Doolin, that was a good play. So he, the head coach dialed up a good one here. The uh, punt is going to bounce at about the 25-yard line, and Quintana will help uh, walk it down to about the 15-yard line. And my apologies, it wasn't Quintana who downed it. It was Lace, Lane, Lane Gutswiller who uh, downed it there. Now, those numbers aren't even close, but <laughs> I was looking over here, and he was next to Gonzalez, and Gonzalez got blocked. And so it was the other guy that went downfield. So the ball will be spotted at about the 15-yard line. And a nice job there punting by Karsten McCarter as there's no return on it. So now Elm Creek's defense has to stiffen here just a little bit. They're trailing it 22-16. to 
Ten minutes to go here in the third quarter, and you want to get the ball back in good field position. Rush will hand it off to Schwarz. Schwarz just going right up the middle, and McCarter and crew will stand him up. Preston Walker also in on the tackle. In fact, Walker was the first one there. And he'll get some uh, high fives as Jonak also finished it off. So Schwarz will actually lose about the length of the football. Oh, good, good, uh, you know, push there by the defensive line of Elm Creek. Once again, we've talked about there's not much of a size distinct advantage here, uh, but Elm Creek's doing a good job of spinning uh, and, and finding the angles in order to get into the backfield to stop those plays short. So Rush will bring a man in motion across. That'll be Cole Gracie. And he's going to keep it himself, run to that right side, and they, I don't even know if he got back to the line of scrimmage. That was well diagnosed there by Elm Creek. And uh, sliding right there with him was Luke McKeon, who made the tackle, and there's no gain on the play here for Jack Rush. Yeah, and Preston Walker getting in there on there late as well. That's one thing about Preston Walker that we haven't talked about. We've talked a lot about his offense, but Preston Walker is also the leading tackler for this Elm Creek team. Coming into the game, 83 total tackles, 39 of those solo. Uh, so not only a good offensive player, but a good defensive player as well. Well, they're going to have one guard and uh, – well, I guess they had two guards over there. And there's flags down. I think they had an illegal procedure of some sort. I think they're lined up okay, but they really split everybody out. In fact, they had that, the, the guard so close to the center. I only saw one of them from our angle here. It'll be a legal procedure here on South Loop. But they split out their ends a long way. Yep. All the way across the field. And that might be one of those adjustments that uh, Coach Andy Schwartz made at halftime because Elm Creek's been doing a good job of squeaking in between the guard and the center uh, a lot of times with their little twist uh, on the defensive line. Well, I'm assuming they're putting the guards closer to not allow that much space. Well, they are a little bit tighter here, but the ends are closer as well, and they got a wing back in there. Rush looking. He slips a little bit. Now he's going to line himself up, throw it deep, and it's going to be incomplete. It was there momentarily, and then knocking it away at the last moment was McCarter. They got it downfield into the hands of Leighton Bubak, but Bubak caught it, was bringing it into his body, and McCarter was able to punch it out. That's great defense. Yeah, and he, he was he was about a half step, step, step and a half behind, uh, but that ball floated in the air for so long it allowed the defender to really, really uh, close in on that play, but almost, almost a dangerous play there. Uh, we've seen Rush deliver some nice balls. That was a pretty nice ball there. Well, Rush will be in punt formation. He'll be a couple yards deep in the end zone. He gets the snap. A little bit of pressure coming. He's able to kick it. It's going to hit at about the 30 and take a right-hand turn and go out of bounds. They're going to spot it at the 35. It did not get to the 35. It went out of bounds about the 34. I'm being picky here. <laughs> but in any event, that's where Elm Creek will have the football, first and 10 from the 35-yard line as the defense holds there. Well, and, uh, I mean, good field position now here for Elm Creek. Uh, they did a good job of punting the ball away and uh, not, you know, their defense really stingy right now, uh, but they're going to try getting something going here with their offense. Well, put a star on that play by McCarter because that was going to be a big gain, and McCarter made a perfect play, and they're going to blow this one dead. they blowing the whistles and having trouble getting the flag out of his pocket was the, uh, was the official there, and he eventually throws it. This will be a legal procedure on Elm Creek. That's going to cost them five yards. 8-14 to go, third quarter, 22-16. This is Elm Creek's second possession of the second half. They're down by six. And now they'll have it first and 15 from midfield. Be intrigued to see what they go with more running or more passing in this uh, second half. They have gotten a lot of success throughout the air, so I wouldn't be so surprised to see Preston Walker you know, dropping back to pass some more. Well, they've had two 18-yard gains and a 21-yard gain, so they've had some success. 
And Walker is looking to throw, and he'll throw it over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. Geis was well covered there, but that was a well-thrown ball as well. Eventually, Jack Rush was able to make it and knock it out of Austin Geis's hands, and it falls incomplete. Yeah, and that was, you know, good athlete versus good athlete there. Uh, but, you know, Jack Rush doing a really, really good job of just staying on the hip pocket of Geis and uh, able to deflect that ball away. Uh, South Loop now, they're, they're doing a pretty good job with their man-to-man coverage, but we've seen uh, these Elm Creek receivers get a little bit of space. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him go to the air again here. Just a little bite in the air, just a beautiful night for football. Wind has died down. Glad we're playing tonight instead of last night. It was a little chilly for Halloween. Quick little pitch out to the left side, and it is going to be uh, complete out here to Brummels. Brummels makes the catch, and he's going to get it back, get that five yards on the penalty back, and it's going to set up now third and ten. Well, yeah, and head coach Jace Doolin saying, hey, if you guys aren't going to be right on the line of scrimmage with us, you're not going to bump us, we'll take those three, four, five yards you're giving us uh, on those sh- short little pass routes, those little out routes to the outside. So it's now third and ten. Got to go from uh, the 35 down to the 25. High snap, but handling it is going to be Walker. Flag thrown down, a little bit too high on the pass here to Quintana. And, again, that was a small window that he was trying to throw the ball in. Where the flag was thrown is generally where you're going to see a hold, and it is a hold on Elm Creek. Now, it's fourth and ten from the 35 if you're south loop and you want to decline it. But that, yeah, if you went ten yards from where they threw that flag, that would have been dang near to 20-yard penalty. So I'm not so sure I wouldn't have been tempted. In any event, it's going to be fourth and ten here, and uh, running out is going to be Preston Walker. He's got... Uh, the mission assigned to him by Jace Doolin. And they are not lining up like they're going to kick. They're lining up like they're going to go for it. High snap. With it is Walker. Walker's going to air it out. And it's going to be caught at the three, at the two. Touchdown. A beautiful pass. And in stride and in the end zone is Anthony Quintana. We're tied at 22. I tell you what, not much better coverage. You could have really played there, but Quintana, a very wise receiver, does a good enough job of getting that last-second separation to get away uh, from the defender and basically just walks into the end zone after he catches that ball. Quintana, really good receiver here, but great thrown ball by Preston Walker. Well, honestly, he may have gotten away with a little bit of a push there. 7.53 to go here in the third quarter, and they'll go for two. Walker's on the run, trying to get the pylon, is not going to get there. He tried to get the pylon, but again, that good team speed, there was about three or four jerseys there in front of him, including Leighton Bubach and Gavin Robertson here for South Loop. So the try for two is no good, but the beautiful pass from Walker to Gonzalez in for a 35-yard touchdown, and we're tied at 22. 7.53 to go in the third quarter here in Elm Creek. We're back right after this. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. 
Well, Preston Walker connecting with Anthony Quintana on fourth and 10 from the 33 for a five points bank touchdown, and we're deadlocked at 22. Elm Creek will kick it off. Ball's going to hit the turf, and uh, trying to get it here is going to be, uh, I think that's Bubak, and Bubak going to be stood up short of the 20 yard line. That's good coverage by Elm Creek, and they're doing a nice job of helping everybody up as well. So good sportsmanship after good defensive coverage there by the Buffaloes. And I'm not sure if uh, the listeners out there could hear it, but Elm Creek was fired up. This sideline was fired up on that play. Uh, you know, Connell nearly snuck away, nearly got outside. Um, you know, about three or four Elm Creek Buffaloes there to make the stop on the sideline. Elm Creek with some momentum here. Elm Creek is fired up. South Loop's going to need to get some momentum here on this drive. So they'll go with a couple of tight ends here on this formation, but they also have one guy split out wide to the left. They're going to run the option that direction. Rush is going to keep it, break one tackle, go right up the middle, and then he's going to be stood up at the 25-yard line. So he's going to gain seven on the play, uh, on a play that looked like it wasn't going to go anywhere. Then it looked like it was going to go big, and Rush has to uh, head back to the huddle after that seven-yard gain. He got paced pretty good. Uh, you got to credit Jack Rush there for that, that good read fake. Uh, two Elm Creek Buffaloes got in the backfield, but they didn't know who to tackle and didn't tackle either of the guys and uh, allowed for Rush to get some yards. And Walker with the tackle there, and that was a good solid tackle. Hand up right up the middle for Schwarz. There's a flag down right at the point of attack. You're probably going to see a hold here. Take them back out to about the 15-yard line. Yeah, and so I would assume. Yeah, generally that's where you'd see one. Chop lock. Well, that is not what South Loop wanted here, uh, but South Loop is a, an effective, explosive offense. So even with this ball being moved back, there's, you know, they're still a dangerous team, and I wouldn't be so surprised to see them go deep to some of their speedier receivers. But we've talked a little bit about how South Loop has kind of uh, stubbed their toe a little bit with some penalties, and a lot of them were pre-snap five-yard penalties. This one's a big one. It's going to drop them back uh, all the way to about the 12-yard line. So they're going to be about the, uh, yeah, about the 12, and they got to get to about the 29. So this is going to be second and 17. Clock moving here with seven minutes to go in the third quarter. We're deadlocked at 22. Twelve days ago, a 21-point loss here at home by Elm Creek, but right now they are deadlocked with undefeated South Loop. The snap to rush. He'll throw it on a little screen out to that left side. Schwartz with the catch. He'll cut back in. And he'll get uh, much of that back. He's going to end up bringing it out for third and nine. So that'll be a gain of about eight. Yeah, and that was a wise play call there by Andy Schwartz. Uh, he knew he didn't have to get, you know, all 15, 16, 17, 18 yards to get to that first down. He just needed to get it to a more manageable position. Now third and nine, third and eight, it's deep, but it's a heck of a lot better than third and 17. That's only the third catch of the year here for Blake Schwartz, who generally likes to just run right up the middle. But as it is, after gaining about eight or nine, they need about eight or nine. It'll be, we'll call it third and eight here with 6.05 to go. We're at the midway point of the third quarter. Tied at 22 and sacked is going to be rushed. He was looking to throw the football and on the backside, fighting off the blocker and making the tackle there is Lathan Jonak. We've seen Elm Creek consistently bring three guys to pressuring with three guys. Well, this time they brought a fourth, and you could definitely tell they got a fourth guy back there. Sack Jack Rush, uh, fourth and long. And it came on that backside. Rush is fortunate that he did not lose the football. Look at Jonak. He runs off the field, and he's getting the crowd into it. He's done everything but ring the bell. 
So 5.25 to go here, third quarter, fourth and 11 from the 17, and Rush in punt formation gets the snap, puts the foot into it, a nice kick, and it's going to be picked up at the 25-yard line by Walker. Walker's at the 30, gets a block, and he'll take it out to about the 39-yard line. They're going to throw a flag here, I think, on that block that we thought was so good. That's a clean block. That's not a defenseless player. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It was just a good, good one. I mean, and now they're going to throw a second flag. What looks like, I hope, is nothing more than a sideline warning on Elm Creek. If they throw two 15-yard penalties here, that's not. And the officials are going to huddle up and discuss this. Yeah, and I we mean, got two different infractions, both against Elm Creek, I believe. Well, and that's that's how most punt plays are. You know, they're built up. You got your, you know, your wall sort of coming back around. They are waving off the first flag. And now, what's the second flag? Unsportsmanlike after the play. So they're going to wave off the first flag and then enforce the second, which was the criticism of the first flag. Now, if you throw a flag and then go, well, our bad, I don't think you should penalize the coaches for complaining about the first flag. Now, again, I don't know what they said. I don't know if we discussed anybody's ancestry or (laughs) said anything bad about somebody's mother or girlfriend or whatever. I don't know what was said there. But in any event, they are going to back up uh, Elm Creek, and that's a tough break here for the Buffaloes because that was a, a good block, clean block, and that's really kind of what started the whole situation. I think if you pick up the first flag, yeah. you really owe it to them to have thick skin and not throw the second flag. So the ball will be about the 25-yard line, and uh, they'll get it out here to Quintana. Quintana will get back the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it. Well, that play was building up like it was going to go somewhere, but uh, really good, good defense uh, by, I believe it was Jace Conroy, maybe it was Leighton Bubak here on this near side. Uh, Bubak, the leading tackler for uh, for South Loop, and, you know, staying home, staying in his alignment and assignment in his position, and, uh, uh, you know, good play there. Hats off to Andy Schwartz telling his guys, hey, stay home, because we're going to see some of these, like, reverse-type plays coming, and that's what we just saw. Well, they don't move that down marker at all, so it's going to be second and ten, tight I, uh, tight end formation here. Walker now is going to run as the pocket was collapsing, and he's not going to get out of there. He made that decision just a nanosecond too late. There really was some open space there. He could have ran through, but on the backside making the sack there is Marshall still. If he would have pulled the trigger on that run a little bit sooner, that might have been a big gain. Well, yeah, and I'd say credit that tackle to the uh, strength and conditioning guy, whoever's at South Loop, because that was sort of an arm tackle. He gets one arm around Walker and then able to, to, you know, use his strength to get his other arm around and bring him down for a loss. Well, Marshall still is 220 pounds, and he, his, uh, his arms are about as big as his legs, and he's a kicker, so he's got some legs. So Walker under center, looking to throw, has time, throws it on the right side. It's high and caught by Geis. The tackle immediately, but that's enough for a first down after the 38-yard line, a gain of 15. And Austin Geis, a very, very big, very strong, good receiver, the number one target for a Preston Walker most of this year. Uh, yeah, Austin Geis, 6'2", 215 pounds, and I don't care who you are, it's hard to bring a guy, it's hard to play coverage, hard to really bump a guy like that uh, when he's so strong and it was the smaller Connell on him there, so not able to get around to bat that ball away. Well, Geis knew when he went up for the ball he was going to get hit. Now, he didn't get cream, but he still got hit pretty well, and he held on to the football. They run the option. Walker's going to go. He is pulled down by his face mask, and everybody that has yellow in their pocket has emptied their pockets. 
Yeah, and that was one of those and things. And Walker is actually shook up here a little bit. And what a blow that would be if Walker really was uh, uh, battered because they're already missing Devin Walker. They're leading a rusher. I didn't see the first part of that. Surely they're calling a 15-yarder here. Yeah, they're going to call the 15-yarder. And again, it, not a dirty play by South Loop, but as he was going by, they grabbed the face mask and it did turn his head. And then he released it immediately, which yep, is probably yep. a very good thing. Yeah, but it's still a 15-yard penalty, and that was the right call. Balls now will move across midfield, be out to the 26-yard line. 3.20 to go here in the third quarter, tied at 22. Pitch to Gonzalez, cuts back, and the turf gets him. Turf monster got him. I don't think he was going to get a whole lot there anyway, but he's going to end up losing two yards. No, yep. Uh, South Loop again there. Their linebackers have consistently been doing a good job of getting to, to the spot and staying there. Um, but, yeah, just the turf monster grabbing, uh, grabbing some shoes there. Uh, but, you know, it's not such a bad thing after you get the 15 free yards there. So they're in pretty good field position here. It'll be now second, and we'll call it 11. Got a little bit more forward progress than we thought, and they're going to blow it dead on the snap. And that more than likely is going to be a procedure call here on the Buffaloes, who cannot afford to make things tougher for themselves. They are playing well against one of the best teams in the state. And it'll be second and 16 now after what essentially is an illegal procedure penalty. Well, and I don't have an actual number for that uh, game 12 days ago, how many penalties flags were thrown, but I'd be, I dare to say we've already seen twice as many flags thrown uh, in this game here. Clock moving here, 2.40 to go. So we got about 14 and a half minutes left in a 22-all ball game. We're in the third quarter. Walker's looking to throw. He was under center. Now the pocket's collapsing. He puts his head down, gets what he can, and he will be unable to get back to the line of scrimmage. So that'll be another loss of two on the play, and it'll be third and long here for the Buffaloes. Yeah, and I believe that was Blake Schwartz there in on that tackle. They're, they're spying one. I, I believe maybe even two guys are leaving their linebackers uh, right in that middle of the field, trusting their uh, their cornerbacks and their safeties to play one-on-one man coverage downfield. Uh, and I don't know if they made an adjustment or what, but so far they're passing coverage their defense has been doing a pretty good job however Preston Walker's been you know really threading the needle with some of his passes well Walker for the most part their passing game is either a three or five step drop and it's not a deep seven or nine step drop like you see sometimes with South Loop here it's a deeper drop and it's going to be a quarterback keeper here as Walker will run for his life and he'll get back a, a gain of about four on the play with that snap I almost think he saw the pressure coming from the outside and said I'm going to get what I can and he ends up getting about three or four. He really was a stride away from maybe having a big play. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. But Gavin Robertson uh, able to get one hand on him, and then Blake Schwartz pursuing, uh, able to uh, yeah bring him down uh, the, the two-man uh, tackle there. So it's going to be fourth and 14. Last time we had fourth down from about this area of the field. It ended up being a 35-yard touchdown. They are going to go for it, have two tight ends, Walker dropping back, three-step drop, throws. He's got a man on the right side. Pass was tipped. It's going to be caught, but it's going to be short of a first down pass was tipped a little bit and that was the difference of that great adjustment there by guys to come back and make the catch but it's going to be two yards short instead of being two yards past the sticks yeah and that was a good route run there for the most part by guys just needed to get you know one or two more yards upfield and well, he was expecting he was there yep, but the ball yep. didn't get there because of the tip and then yeah then good pursuit there by the south loop defenders there to keep him from gaining that extra one or two yards because we've seen elm creek uh, really go for those effort plays. They've been getting a lot of extra yards just just because they're motivated to, 
And, I mean, you certainly need that motivation against a good South Loop team. Well, how open was Geis that he was able to come back after that and get to a tip ball? So a minute two to go, turnover on downs, and Schwartz up the middle, bounces through the hole, and trying to strip the ball away from him is Austin Geis. And Geis, 6'2", 215 pounds, pulling at the big guy. Uh, and, uh, again, that's, that's a pretty good battle there. They say Schwartz is 180 pounds. He actually looks bigger than that. It's going to be a gain of about four on the play. Yeah, if he is 180 pounds, it's 180 pounds of pure muscle because he, yeah, like you said, big, burly, strong, physical runner there. Uh, you know, gains a few yards on a good run. Uh, this Elm Creek defense has been doing good the second half. But guys trying to rip at the ball. Two tight ends, eye formation, hand off to Schwartz, just right up the middle, following that guard. As I think they pulled one guard over to lead uh, that plus the fullback, and it's going to be a gain of about two on the play. They do things so quick. Sometimes it's hard to see whether or not the yeah. guard's actually pulling or not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing that I'm interested in, and I'm not surprised that Blake Schwartz has been staying out there, but, uh, you know, Jace Connell played running back 12 days ago, and he had some really effective runs. I don't know. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. You to got see fresh them. legs if yeah, you want yeah. to bring him in. It's third and two here as we're going to head to the fourth quarter. Time expires here in the third. We're deadlocked 22-22. Elm Creek at home trying to pull the upset against undefeated South Loop. It'll be third and two for the Bobcats from the 26th when we start the fourth quarter after this timeout. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Foster Family Foods in Elm Creek. Foster's is your full-service grocery store. Shop Foster's Family Foods for the finest meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. At Foster's Family Foods in Elm Creek, your satisfaction is always our number one goal. Foster's Family Foods, the little store that's big on you. Best of luck to all the area athletes. And welcome back here, and uh, we'll remind you that the internet streaming of all of our high school games at Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance in Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. And, of course, we streamed a lot of games today, and we'll get you updated on all those and a whole lot more on our Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill scoreboard show at the conclusion of this one. 22 all as we start the fourth quarter, and a quick little rush right up the middle here for Schwarz, and he's going to be... It looks to me like it's a little bit short, and I mean just a little bit. I think they might be bringing the chains out here to see whether or not he got enough here. Yeah, they're going to – they don't want to just eyeball this one. This is a big play here. No, they're going to move him. I thought they were bringing the chains out. It would have said that would be the fourth and a, a smidgen, or it was first down, and they decided that it was first down. And the folks from Elm Creek who have a pretty good angle at it. They're not upset, so probably a pretty good sign that they got enough. The ball spotted at about the 28-yard line. We'll be first and 10 here for South Loop. And they're going to go with a full house backfield, running back off of either shoulder here for Rush, who's going to go right up the middle, bounce off one guy, gets it to the outside. He's got it at the 30. Only one guy has an angle. That's Quintana. And Rush is going to outrun him. And that's going to be a touchdown. 61 yards. First big play of the game here for South Loop. And Jack Rush with a 61-yard touchdown. And, and it was one of those plays where, uh, you know, all the guys, I mean, it was rushed with two guys right next to him. Well, Elm Creek's playing man-to-man coverage, so they had all eight guys in the box. Not only did they have all eight guys in the box, I don't think they had a guy deeper than four yards off the line of scrimmage. And so, well, when you get to the second level with guys not deep back, uh, you're bound to get one busted on you. That was 51, not 61 yards for the five points bank touchdown. And just like that, second play of the fourth quarter, uh, six-point lead here for 
south loop. And they're going to go with that full house backfield again. Same play off the left side. There's a flag down. And Rush is in the end zone for the two-point conversion. And now there's flag downs at the end of the play. Be interesting. So there's two different or maybe even three different things going on here. First one looks like a hold, and then the second one looks like it was at the end of the play. And I didn't see who did what at the end of the play. I didn't see the hold either. So the officials are having a convention. Near official apparently was not invited. The white hat comes up here and says that it was a hold here on South Loop. And then unsportsmanlike conduct against the defense. So you take it back the 10 yards from where the hold was, and then you go, well, it'll be half the distance to the goal from there. Hmm. Then you retry it. Yeah. I'm not sh- I haven't really seen them walk around a whole lot out there, and I think they just did the math, and the ball will be spotted <laughs> at about the seven-yard line. Yep, and so... The right. point will come from the seven. And you never want to get a personal foul, but I suppose if you're going to get a personal foul, that's uh, the time to get it. Didn't hurt as much as it usually does. Yep. So 28-22, the try for two coming up here for South Loop after their five points bank touchdown. And Rush will look to throw. He'll throw it on that right side. It's going to be caught. They went for the interception or knocking it down. It was caught over there and into the end zone for the two-point conversion is Dalton Donegan. And Donegan gets the two, so it's an eight-point South Loop lead here. They lead at 30-22 with 11.28 to go here in the fourth quarter. We're back to Elm Creek after this timeout. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. And welcome back here. It's uh, been a great night of football. I want to say thanks to all of our presenting sponsors of our high school football, including Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, and Mary Landing Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. And they're presenting sponsors for all of our playoff games here on the Platte River Radio group of stations. And uh, don't forget, coming up, we'll have our scoreboard show at the conclusion of our post game. And we'll talk with Elm Creek head coach Jace Doolin. Hopefully he'll be a happy man. His team right now is down 30-22 to 22 with 11.28 to go. And kicking off here will be uh, South Loop, and they're bouncing it on the turf. Geis has it. He makes one man miss at the 20, and then they run out of room, and the kicker is the guy that's going to eventually help escort him out of bounds on that short little kick. They did not want to run the risk of having uh, Preston Walker in space with a football in his hands. No, absolutely not. Very explosive player in his first two uh, returns on the night. Uh, he brought it up to the 30 and 35 yard line. Uh, so wisely called there by Andy Schwartz uh, to just keep it on the ground. Uh, guys, though, I mean, he was trying to make something happen, but he was so close. I mean, he ran out of real estate is what it was. So close here to this near sideline. Chambers, Wheeler Central, Ewing with a 27-7 win earlier today uh, at Kennesaw will host the winner of this game. 
And again, another dramatic game as Perkins County with a 50-yard Hail Mary at the end of the game. And the number nine seed ends the season for top seed of West Holt, 32-27. Here, long pass by Walker in traffic. It's going to fall incomplete. Intended receiver was the Buffaloes' Lane Gutswiller, and it's going to fall incomplete. Well, from time to time, you'll hear uh, analysts talk about composure of a quarterback standing in there and taking a hit. Well, Preston Walker, that was some composure there because he was releasing the ball as he was getting hit. Uh, had he not been getting hit, it might have been a, you know, it could have been dangerous. There's two guys with a little bit of space downfield, uh, but, you know, great pressure there by South Loop. Perkins County, by the way, will take on Medicine Valley, a 60-22 winner over Hemingford. Snap for Walker, quick throw on that left side, going to be caught in traffic out to about the 31-yard line. That'll be a gain of five and a nice little, I don't want to say a sliding catch, but uh, leaning in there was Brummels to make the catch, gain of five. Yeah, one of those catches where he used his body really well. But, again, these South Loop Bobcats, they're, they're, they're allowing those four to five yards before they uh, bump, and Elm Creek's taking advantage of that and saying, hey, if you're going to give us five, we'll take five. So third and five. With uh, 10.50 to go here. Quick throw here by Walker. Pressure coming, and that's going to be a little bit high, and it's going to be incomplete. As they were looking for Brummels again, that would have been enough for the first down. And it's going to be fourth down. Checking in here is going to be uh, Karsten McCarter, who's doing a pretty good job punting in the absence of uh, Ford, who got hurt in the first half with what appears to be a uh, twisted ankle. Yeah, and uh, that throw to Brummels, a little too high. 6-3 on the uh, on the. Uh, roster here but uh even six three guys gonna have a hard time getting to that ball but walker has had to throw the ball very quickly because there was a lot of pressure coming so fourth and five and the word we're looking for here is muff that's what we're hoping for ball's going to hit about the 10 yard line it will scoot toward the goal line and it's going to die on its own accord at about the three well for a backup punter karsten mccarter is getting it done he is able to deaden the ball down to about the uh three yard line here and you can't ask for a whole lot more, except maybe, maybe South Loop can give back that defensive touchdown that they got earlier. Maybe they can turn the ball over here. Well, they have not turned the ball over yet this game. Yeah, and uh, tradition. I mean, yeah, Jack Rush, the quarterback's only thrown two interceptions this year, and they haven't lost many fumbles. Uh, so Elm Creek really going to turn the pressure up here. They're going to try forcing something, but. Uh, you know, with the ball on the three-yard line, this is the time to really bring that pressure. Scoring started in this game with a high snap that Preston Walker eventually was able to track down in the end zone. He was scrambling out there and then dropped the ball, and it was fallen on by Grant Jones for South Loop for the early 6-0 lead. Right now an eight-point advantage here for the Bobcats, and we've got a flag thrown as they're lining up. And if this, no, it's going to be on Elm Creek. That's going to back him up five. I was about to say, if the penalty is on South Loop, you're not backing up a whole lot. But as it is, that's five free yards here for the Bobcats, and they now have some breathing room. It'll be first and five from the seven. Yeah, and South Loop went with a hard count there, but you can't really fault Elm Creek for that. You're, you're really pinning your ears back yeah. here because you're trying to you know, make something happen. Well, here. safety would be huge. Get the ball back in good field position, and you don't have to worry about a two-point conversion. Quarterback keeper here for Rush. He's going to just lunge forward and bring it across to the uh, 12-yard line. Yeah, and uh, that's going to be awfully close to a first down, a five-yard quarterback sneak, essentially. Yeah, and he get, got about one, two yards and then just fell a bit of basically his body length forward. And, yeah, good enough for a first down there. I don't think South Loop changed the play call from where they were on that two, three-yard line there. They're just like, hey, guys, we we'll, got a quarterback sneak called the first time. Well, we'll, we'll run it here after that five-yard penalty. Well, instead of a hard count, that was a quick count. 
And I think it may have caught Elm Creek a little bit off uh, off kilter. Snapped a rush in the full house backfield, and he's got a man. He airs it out there, and it's going to be complete all the way out to the 39-yard line. Nice catch there by Bubak, and they're going to spot him at the 40. That's a gain of 27. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's about as good of a catch as you'll see all, uh, all, all year, or at least tonight. Uh, the ball was thrown basically right to where, you know, his numbers were. So he, in midair, kind of did one of those, you know, caught it about like a 360 almost is what it looked like there. But uh, great pitch and catch there by South Loop. Well, they had a lot of touch on it, I'll say that. And they got a fairly good spot here. Ball right at midfield. And calling it out here is going to be Rush. Rush is going to follow both running backs through the hole. And he'll take it out to the 35-yard line. So right now, South Loop is... Uh, on a drive that started at the two, is now got the ball out to the 35-yard line. They've made it into Elm Creek territory and hoping to throw the knockout punch. South Loop already leads here, 30-22, to 22, and they're taking that precious time off the clock and trying to make it a two-possession game. Well, Elm Creek's been fired up most of this second half, but for the first time it's seeming like South Loop's really getting the momentum on their side. Running back off of either shoulder here, a rush, and he'll follow both of them right up the middle. He's going to be pulled down from behind, but drag that would-be tackler forward. He's going to be short of the first down, but he's going to gain about three on the play. It will set up now third and two. Well, yeah, I mean, good job by Elm Creek to get around on the back side there. Problem is, is they, you know, got the pressure on the side that, you know, they were running away from. Uh, good job of uh, corralling Rush there a little bit, but uh, he's a strong runner, so it's going to take, you know, sometimes more than one guy to just bring him down. Well, guys came in from that defensive end on this near side here, went upfield a little bit, and then tracked the play inside, grabbed the quarterback, and got drug forward, and now we're going to have a timeout. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians, as the timeout comes here with 8.38 to go. Here in the fourth quarter, timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. 30-22, South Loop with an eight-point lead, driving third and three from the 33, with 8.38 to go in the fourth quarter. Well, we're back to Elm Creek right after this. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Well, Broadcast Booth is brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. And a quick little pitch to the outside there. And, wow, slipping through there is going to be South Loop. And on third and three, they gain about five, and they move the sticks. Yeah, most of tonight, Elm Creek's defense has been pretty stingy on those third and fourth down plays. Uh, but right now, South Loop's offense really gaining some traction. Uh, Coach Andy Swartz might be seeing something uh, in this Elm Creek defense that he's really trying to exploit here uh, because the, the South Loop's having a lot of success on this drive here. By the way, current towing and repair, when you need us, we'll be there. Rush has a running back behind him. He'll uh, fake the handoff, and he'll be sacked. He'll be knocked back for a loss of about five on the play and then helped up off the ground 
after Geis made that great defensive play, essentially just shooting in from that end position. When you do that, you've got a linebacker that's filling in for you because you can't just do that on your own, but that's going to be a loss of about five on the play. Well, and just as we were talking about Andy Schwartz, head coach for uh, South Loop, seeing something, well, Jace Doolin definitely saw something there. Uh, and, yeah, Geis able to exploit it. So third and 15, running back off of either shoulder here for Rush, who is looking to go on that right side, puts his head down, runs over the center. He's being stood up and then driven back here by uh, Wyatt Myers uh, and uh, the rest of the guys. But it's going to still be a gain of about five or six, and it's going to be third and about eight here for South Loop. Well, credit to Rush there for gaining five or six there because he very well. seven, actually. Okay, yeah, see, he very well could have just given up when he first got uh, contacted, but the Able to gain about two, three, four yards after contact there just by driving his legs. 30-22, 7-13 to go. Fourth quarter time ticking away here. If you're South Loop, you can't get that clock moving fast enough. Elm Creek's needing to find a way to get that clock stopped. Rush is going to keep it himself. Goes up that left side, runs through an arm tackle, and he's going to be down at the 10. Uh, gain of 15. That will stop the clock to move the sticks, Bobby. Just outside the 10, so not quite first and goal. Well, good, good play there by Rush, uh, finding that seam on the outside. But it was really good blocking there by that South Loop offensive line. Uh, Elm Creek from time to time has been getting a good job of pressuring and getting in the backfield. Well, not that time. South Loop was way downfield with some of their blockers. Well, you can get a first down without getting a touchdown, but you're going to have to place that football just right. I formation, two tight ends. Rush going to keep it himself after faking the handoff. Goes right up the middle and loses the football. And I think they're going to say that he was down. And the Elm Creek faithful, as well as the coaching staff, not happy. But the near official said he was down at the six. Boy, and that was the break Elm Creek was really looking for. South Loop hasn't given the ball up yet tonight. Uh, one turnover here, and that could really change the uh, landscape of this game. Well, again, a touchdown here by South Loop. Any points here from South Loop will make it very, very difficult because there's now 6.10 to go, clock moving down, 30-22, South Loop already up by 8, has the ball at the 6. High formation, two tight ends, hand off to Schwarz. Schwarz met in the backfield and ridden down here by Myers. Yeah. That'll be a gain of maybe a half yard. Wyatt Myers <laughs> kind of got stuck there, but able to stay up and then bring that uh, ball runner down. Elm Creek really trying to bend but not break here. They cannot break if they really want to stay in this ball game late uh, because, you know, a two-score game this late in the game or less late in the quarter uh, is really dicey. Well, the football went from the nose of it being on the five to the back end being on the five-yard line. Running back off of either shoulder here. Keeping it is going to be Rush. Rush trying to get the pylon. He does. He's into the end zone for a touchdown. Well, and uh, using that team speed South Loop did, uh, just giving the ball to Rush, their uh, star key player, and saying, hey, student body right, hey, let's get some blockers out in front of you. Uh, and those quick uh, linemen for South Loop able to do that, uh, get the edge, and Rush basically walks in untouched. Well, this is the second time tonight that South Loop has scored on back-to-back possessions. This one comes at the beginning and then the midpoint of the fourth quarter. So a big two-point conversion coming up here. Already up by 14 is South Loop. After that five-points bank touchdown, looking to throw here is going to be Rush. It's in the end zone. It falls incomplete. So 5.22 to go here, fourth quarter. It's 36-22 with 5.22 to go. Elm Creek needing to get some points on the board. We'll receive the kickoff when we come back after this. 
The sinister cries haunted Mary through the night. Dawn neared and still the voice tormented her. She ran towards the safety of her car, flung open the door, and a coyote had somehow gotten locked inside. But the damaged interior was covered thanks to Farmers Insurance. Coyote Carpool, August 1st, 2015. Talk to a farmer's agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. This is Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. And again, I want to say thanks to our presenting sponsors, Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, and Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Well, there's been some exciting finishes so far tonight, most notably Perkins County ending the season for top-seeded West Holt 32-27 with a 50-yard Hail Mary on the final play of the game. Is that kind of magic in store here for Elm Creek? We'll find out here as they'll get the ball with uh, 5.22 to go. Ball bouncing around, and it's going to be picked up by a Walker at the 20. And Walker will uh, try to outrun the defense. We'll take it to the outside. Now he's down the sideline, and he's going to be out of bounds at about the 31. We'll see exactly where he spotted that. But somebody had, uh, had a tiger by the tail there as they grabbed the back end of that jersey and was holding on for dear life. Unfortunately so, too, because Preston Walker was really, really turning his legs there. Could have been brought down two or three different separate times on that play, um, but able to squeeze away uh, and get good field position yet again when Preston Walker, Preston Walker gets the ball in those kickoff returns. He does a good job of at least getting it to the 30 every time. Well, there's a lot of want to by this Elm Creek Buffalo team, and now they need to get the ball in the end zone. They trail at 36-22 with 5.14 to go. Two tight ends, no back in the backfield, looking to throw the football here is Walker, pack it, pop it, ugh pocket collapsing he got rid of it and had it been able to connect with Geis there was only going to be one guy left as the defender fell down but hit as he was throwing the ball it ends up being at the shoe tops of Geis and he couldn't reel it in yeah and you could tell that was really going to be a quick hitter sometimes you'll see you know like we talked about three five uh, step drops there I don't even know if he you know dropped I think he got the ball kind of just turned and tried throwing it granted South Loop was in there barreling in on him right away yeah I don't think he even got that that third step back there and that's one reason why the timing of that was just off a little bit. This time they're going to put him in the shotgun formation. He's about six yards deep. He gets the snap, pressure coming. He's going to throw it. It's wobbly, and it's going to fall incomplete on that left side. And I think, really, with the rush that South Loop's been able to put on here lately, you almost have to go with that deeper drop. Uh, no doubt. And wisely putting him in that shotgun formation right there because, uh, yeah, South Loop's really been doing a good job of getting a good push here in this fourth quarter. Uh, if I were Coach uh, Jace Doolin, I'd say, hey, if, if you can, look off one or two guys and, you know, get around some speed because he's got a little uh, bit more speed. Yeah, it's true. But he's got a little bit more speed than the linebackers, and uh, if you can get around the edge, we've seen him bust a couple of uh, decent runs. Now, earlier when they were doing that quick, quick drop, three-step drop, I thought it was okay because people weren't expecting you to pass necessarily. I think they're on to you right now. Down by 14 with 5.04 to go. They are going to go out of that shotgun formation. We're called the pistol because there's a running back just to the right of Walker. He'll stay in the block. Walker throws, and it's going to be incomplete, trying to connect with Geis. And that one was a little bit low. And so Walker now has thrown five straight incompletions. And it's now going to be fourth and ten with five minutes to go. Well, it's decision time. You're really kind of on that bubble. They went for it earlier and got the big touchdown pass on fourth down and about 10. 
And it appears that they're going to try to roll those dice again. Ball is about the 31-yard line. They're on the wrong side of the 40 here, and they're going to go for it on fourth down. Two wideouts on the right side. That's the short side. Walker gets it, throws it, and it's going to be incomplete. Nearly intercepted, a little bit too high for Gonzalez, and Rush either couldn't or didn't want to catch it by letting it go out of bounds on fourth down. That gained him about 25 yards, so I don't know if that was by design or not, but in any event, it's a turnover on downs, and again, at the 31-yard line, already across midfield is going to be South Loop. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give Rush the benefit of the doubt here. He's a, he's a senior, smart player. We'll, we'll say he knew what he was doing there, dropping that ball, but uh, uh, Elm Creek really going to be needing some magic here. They're going to be stripping out this ball here late uh, with only you know 4.55 remaining in this game, down two scores. And again, we were tied at 22 heading into the fourth quarter. Two tight ends, eye formation, hand off to Schwarz. Schwarz goes on that right side. He's going to be pulled down from behind here by Wyatt Myers in on the tackle as well. Austin Geis, well, Geis forced him to cut back to the inside. That's going to be a gain of about four. Yeah, and uh, maybe would have had him about a yard or two uh, further back there, but this is the point in the game where you've got to str- go yeah, for those yeah. strips. Uh, it, it's risky, but, uh, you know. You sacrifice the yards for the strip because you need the football back. South Loop has not turned the ball over. I keep repeating that in the hopes that we're going to have the announcer jinx. 4.20 to go. Clock moving, and they're going to be looking at the official to have him count down the final moments of that play clock. In high school, they don't have the clock. It's uh, held by the back official. Hand off to Schwarz. Schwarz, again, going to run into the waiting arms of Myers, and uh, he's going to bring it across the 25-yard line, just inside the 25, so that'll be a gain of about two. It's going to set up now third and four. Again, as I said, no play clock, so the last, uh, I think, is 10, the last five seconds are counted off by that back official. And uh, when that begins to happen, that's when you're going to see South Loop being interested in snapping the football. Yeah, going to really want to milk as much clock as they can here. Of course, Elm Creek on the flip side of that, really trying to get this ball back. Yeah, so again, they're milking as much clock as they can. They start counting it down. Rush will get the snap, give it to Schwarz. Schwarz running a little east and west there. And he's going to be pulled down for a short loss on the play. It's going to be fourth down and a timeout being taken here by Elm Creek. Their first timeout of the uh, second half, so they'll still have two timeouts to go. This timeout brought to you by ENT Positions of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located when you need us, specializing in you. It'll be fourth and about four with 3.14 to go here in the fourth quarter. 36-22, South Loop needing, wanting a first down to milk the clock. Elm Creek needs to stop down by 14, and we're back to Elm Creek right after this. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurance is accepted. Hard count here for South Loop, and they get Elm Creek to move on fourth and four. They get five yards, they get the first down, and they will throw a a devastating punch here. It's not the knockout punch just yet, 
But let's say there's a standing eight, eight count going on now because they're going to be able to work more time off the clock. Still two timeouts left here for Elm Creek, but that's a, that's a tough conversion here for the Buffaloes. Hand off to Schwarz. Schwarz is going to gain about two, and that's going to be just about it. Well, you don't have a lot of timeouts left. You've got to have a moment where you don't use it. And I think this is that moment. Yep. Uh, not a bad time to not call a timeout because... Uh, well, I mean, pick your poison. Exactly. It's, it's to that point where uh, you really got to take what you can get and uh, they're taking all they can get right now. Clock moving here with 2.40 to go. South Loop still in the uh, huddle here. They lead at 36-22, second and eight from about the 18. Now they start counting it down. South Loop gets up there, two tight ends, eye formation, rush, just quarterback sneak right up the middle, and, boy, they get great line surge. They get all the way out to about the 12-yard line. That's a gain of six on the play. And it's going to set up now third and about three. Well, and or two, really. No timeout taken here, so they're going to they're going to elect to call the timeouts if they're going to on this third these third and fourth downs if they can, or excuse me, on a fourth down because it is third down right now. Well, they're making a late substitution. They are going to get it done in time. As checking into the game and being the new nose tackle is going to be Nate Fields. And again, they're going to be looking at the official. He starts to count it down, so they'll start to get ready to snap the football. Rush is going to hand it off here to. Schwarz, and Schwarz is going to be just short as he gains about two and a half when he needed three. And we'll call this, we'll write it down as a gain of three. McCarter on the tackle, and they're going to let the uh, clock move here. I think you actually kind of need to have a stop. You need some timeouts left for your offense as well, so you can use the field. You're really just, you're just in a tough spot here if you're on Creek. Yeah, absolutely. I understand them not calling the timeouts. I really, truly do. It's not a bad strategy. Fourth and one from the 11. Eye formation. Quarterback keeper. Rush stood up immediately. Can he push the pile forward? And he does. It's going to be a gain of about two. And now you're kind of at that point where you go, all right, they're going to be able to work the clock here. Well, and initially it looked like Rush was stood up, but he just got that second surge, that second push, uh, able to get that, you know, one, two yards he needed. Once they get it set up, they have 25 seconds to snap the ball. So it'll be first and goal from about the uh, eight-yard line. As Rush gained about three on the play. And they'll bring it inside of 49 seconds left. So first and goal from the seven. This may be about the last time we snap the football. Hand off here to uh, Schwarz. Schwarz running, going to be stood up, going to be stopped in bounds, I believe. No, well, he got out of bounds, but I think it was being driven back. Yeah, and it looks well, like. Well, if you're on Creek, you want the clock to stop, and it has with 31.4 to go. Down two scores. It's looking awfully dire. I mean, crazier things have happened. This is sports. Yeah. But uh, you're going to need something really, really big here. So Schwartz had a gain of two and really needed to go down there. I formation. Rush under center. He's going to hand off to Schwartz. Schwartz goes right up the middle, and he's going to be taken down. That's a good wrestling move there by Gonzalez. Gets the two-point takedown. Clock still moving here with 20 seconds to go. 
Another gain of uh, one here for Schwarz, and they're going to let the clock expire. So moving on at 10-0 and 0 is going to be South Loop. The Buffaloes gave the undefeated Bobcats everything that they wanted here, and your final score is going to be 36-22 as Elm Creek, their last two losses of the year, come to South Loop. This one, well, this was a score where it was at, the game was actually closer than the final score indicated, a 36-22 win here for South Loop. Their 21-point loss, really, I thought, uh, was, was more dominated by South Loop uh, then that score indicated this one was tighter than the 14 points. Yeah, it, it's extremely impressive feat for Elm Creek losing their leading rusher and then also losing um, you know, a backup for their leading rusher and Jaden Ford and their starting punter. Uh, I mean, it's just a really tough break when you get later on in the season, your guys are banged up, and of course kind of hit the buzzsaw with South Loop full strength. Uh, and yeah, when you get a full strength South Loop team like that uh, with a lot of stamina, a lot of speed, and a lot of skill, uh, they were just able to outwear and outlast this Elm Creek team. Uh, but, you know, a heck of a season. And when Elm Creek's only losses this season have come from, well, previously undefeated teams, as Kennesaw uh, lost today to Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing. Uh, but, you know, regular season, Kennesaw went 8-0. South Loop went 8-0. South Loop was 9-0 coming into this game. So all of your losses have come to undefeated teams. Uh, you match up with just about anyone else, and you might think Elm Creek's got a shot, but uh, uh, just, you know, one of those buzzsaw games. So a tough loss here for uh, Elm Creek. Both teams are uh, getting together for a, a great moment of uh, unity and and uh, a, a quick little prayer here. And, and thanks for good sportsmanship and great effort here for both South Loop and Elm Creek. Once again, your final 36-22 South Loop. We'll move on now to take on Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing, who won earlier today over Kennesaw 27-7. Our final again, 36 to 22. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have our post-game show brought to you by New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery. We'll be back right after this timeout. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Fall sports are here, and your streaming home for all Platte River Radio games is PlatteRiverPreps.com. Games on Classic Hits 98.9, The Breeze 94.5, 1230 AM KHAS, and ESPN 1460, 1550 are all available online thanks to Barney Insurance. Along with a sports schedule for future broadcasts so you know we have your team covered. All of this at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. 
And welcome back here to Elm Creek. Our final 36-22 South Loop ends the season here for the Buffaloes, who will uh, end their year now at 7-3. and three. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Tough loss here for uh, Elm Creek. But again, if you would have told me that uh, they um, would be without their leading rusher, which we knew going into the game, and they actually would turn the ball over more times than South Loop, I would not like their chances of having a legitimate shot. And they had a legitimate shot. They were tied at 22 heading into the fourth quarter. And then tip your hat to undefeated South Loop. They were able to come up with two touchdowns in that fourth quarter to win this win by a final of 36-22. to 22. And the Buffaloes have a lot to be proud of uh, tonight with a lot of adversity. They played very, very well and nearly pulled off the upset. Well, yeah, as tough of a, of a game as I've seen uh, this Elm Creek Buffalo uh, team play all season, uh, they were not, you know, they were not intimidated uh, by this South Loop team that really did kind of dominate the game 12 days ago. Um, but it's always harder to beat a team twice, and South Loop certainly uh, could see that during throughout this game because uh, Elm Creek had a number of chances and had a number of very good, very solid drives. Uh, you could tell that Jace Doolin, uh, uh, the, the adjustments that he made, they were effective. Uh, but when you have more, I suppose, star power with Devin Walker out uh, for Elm Creek, uh, they just were able to outlast and, and grind down this Elm Creek team that, like we said, has... You know, everything to be proud for losing to, you know, an 8-0 team, an 8-0 team, and a 9-0 team. So, I, I, I mean, this, this game could have gone both ways, but uh, that one turnover that uh, was recovered in the end zone was really the difference, I, I believe, in this ballgame. And let's start with that in our sports wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Let's uh, give you our scoring wrap-up. It began with Elm Creek's first possession of the game. Elm Creek snapped the ball over the quarterback's head. Walker was able to track it down, but then lost the ball in the end zone. Grant Jones picked it up and fell on it in the end zone here for South Loop. The try for two was no good, but that defensive touchdown put South Loop on top. Six to nothing. Elm Creek uh, later in that first quarter, Preston Walker finished the drive on a one-yard run. The two was good, and for the first time, Elm Creek had the lead at eight to six. And then back-to-back possession, South Loop got the touchdowns with 6.25 to go in the second. It was uh, the uh, quarterback with a uh, great pass, Jack Rush, able to connect with Leighton Bubach on a 12-yard pass. The uh, try for two was good. And then on the very next drive with 3.08 to go in the second quarter, Rush hit Jace Connell on a 39-yard strike. That was an even prettier pass. And the try for two, again, good. That made it 22-8. to But then... Uh, Elm Creek responded 22 seconds to go before the end of that second quarter before halftime. Uh, Preston Walker hit Austin Geis on a 20-yard, 21-yard pass. The try for two was good. That made it 22 to 16. And the first points of the second half went to Elm Creek with 7:53 to go in the third. Walker hit Anthony Quintana on a 35-yard touchdown on fourth down. The try for two was no good, so we were deadlocked at 22, and that's where we were when we started the fourth quarter. Early in the fourth quarter, Jack Rush busted it open, a 51-yard run. Uh, The try for two was good, and then their very next drive, Rush this time capped it off with a five-yard run. Uh, Try for two, no good. That made it 36-22, and then later on down the stretch, 
Buffaloes went for it on fourth down a couple of times, didn't get it, uh, and uh, South Loop was able to run the ball often enough to run out the clock to hold on in this one, 36 to 22. And again, our sports wrap up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Taking a look at some of our numbers for South Loop passing the ball, Jack Rush was uh, 8 of 13 in the air for 132 yards. Cade Connell caught two balls for 24 yards. Leighton Bubach was the leading receiver. He finished the game with 41 yards and three catches, uh, uh, 59 yards on two catches for Jace Connell, including that 39-yard touchdown pass. So he had more yards, more catches by Bubach, and Blake Schwartz did have an 8-yard screen here in the ball game as well. Right into football, Rush carried the ball 23 times for 128 yards. The only other guy to carry the ball here for South Loop was Blake Schwarz. He had 17 carries for uh, 40 yards. And so total all that up, that's uh, 168, excuse me, 168 yards on the ground, 132 yards in the air. According to my numbers, exactly 300 yards of total offense here for South Loop. Elm Creek was in the neighborhood. Preston Walker Finished 9 of 20 in the air for 139 yards. Uh, Anthony Quintana caught uh, three balls for uh, 70 yards. Excuse me, caught four balls for 70 yards. Austin Geis had four catches. He had a nice night uh, catching the football, 36, 46, uh, 48 yards here for Austin Geis. Brummels had two catches for 10 yards. So running the football, Elm Creek, uh, Jaden Ford, before he got hurt, had one carry for two yards. Quintana had nine carries for 13 yards. Hans Robbins carried the ball five times, also for 13 yards. Preston Walker, 12 carries for 38 yards. And so 66 yards rushing here for Elm Creek in the game uh, to go with their 139 yards in the air. So they end up with 205 yards of total offense compared to South Loop's 300 yards uh, here in the football game. Once again, your final in this one, 36 to 24 South Loop remains undefeated, and they'll be taking on Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing, who won earlier today 27 to nothing. Both teams were on the road today, so when that's the case, you go with the better seed. South Loop being the number three seed, they will play host to number seven seed Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing in a uh, matchup. We were kind of hoping to have a couple of local teams in that one. Turns out we don't have any. Elsewhere, Perkins County in the next round will be taking on Medicine Valley. If you missed it, Perkins County hit a Hail Mary at the end of the game from 50 yards out to win it 32-27 to over West Holt. Medicine Valley had no problem with Hemingford, 60-22. to And uh, so that's your matchup uh, in the West. In the East, it's in the fourth quarter. Top-seeded Creighton having no problem with Plainview. 34 to nothing is the final there. Uh, Fifth-seeded East Butler with a 46-32 lead over Nebraska Lutheran. Uh, 11-seeded Johnson Brock over 14-seeded Pender, 66-22. Johnson Brock will hit the road to travel to number two, Howells Dodge, who had no problem with Nebraska City Lords, 54-32. Top seed and number one Mullen with a 53 to eight win over Giltner. Uh, that game was on KHAS earlier today, and uh, Mullen will be at home taking on Lawrence Nelson as uh, the Raiders with a 26 to 12, excuse me, 26 to 14 win over Garden County. Third seeded Twin Loop will be taking on second seeded Blue Hill. The Bobcats will host that one after winning 49 to 20 over North Central. Twin Loop eliminated Paxton 51 to six 
in that one. In Class D2, uh, top-seeded Bloomfield over Randolph, 36 to nothing at halftime. They'll take on Fall City Sacred Heart, 34-30 winners over Humphrey St. Francis. Six-seeded Why Not with a win over Friend, 34-10. to And Bruning Tavenport Shickley will be next up for them. BDS with a 50-16 to win over Fullerton. And here at Platte River Radio, of course, we'll give you the scores covered in the area. And the Simonson Agency, your farmer's insurance agent in Kearney, has you covered for home life and auto insurance. See them in Kearney in the strip mall just west of Apple Market. We're going to step away for a moment and uh, hopefully have a chance to talk with Jace Doolin, the head coach of the Elm Creek Buffaloes. We'll do that as we continue with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report coming up right after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Did your crops lose their fertilizer to Mother Nature last spring? This year, you need to utilize Enzone as your nitrogen management aid. Enzone will enhance your fertilizer's efficiency so your crops will utilize the nitrogen that you give them. To get Enzone added to your fertilizer, talk to your local fertilizer or chemical retailer. If they don't have Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, encourage them to visit with Mid Nebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com or call 308 468 6206. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus, it quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of Railroad on 1st, on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Year-round grain marketing by a dedicated local team to help you achieve your grain marketing goals. That's how Aurora Cooperative puts owners' equity to work every day, especially during harvest with the Our Lights Are On Till Yours Are Off policy. It means being ready to help anytime, being committed to facility upgrades to help speed up harvest, and being competitive with bids. During harvest, our lights are on till yours are off at Aurora Cooperative, putting owners' equity to work for your farm, your cooperative, and your future future and welcome back here to elm creek a final in this one of 36 to 22 as the buffaloes will uh, fall short here by a couple of touchdowns a reminder for you that we still have uh, high school football coming up for you here on platte river radio coming up friday night over right here on classic hits 98.9 fm we'll have omaha west side at carney pregame will be at 6 30 we'll kick this one off at uh, seven o'clock as uh, the uh, bearcats will uh have the opportunity to make it to the next round. Of course, we'll have you know college volleyball for your Friday night, Purdue at Nebraska, as well as Storm Hockey on the Breeze, 94-5. Tri-City will be uh, at Muskegon, taking on the Lumberjacks on Friday night. And then, of course, a full slate of high school, excuse me, of college football for you on Saturday, as well as the NFL on Sunday. And, well, we'll keep you covered. And don't forget that we'll have all the championship games for you coming up on the ESPN Superstations, and hopefully we'll have some games on our FM as well if we can get some of our teams through. But unfortunately, tonight Elm Creek does fall here 
to uh, South Loop by a final of 36 to 22. And coming up uh, to join us will be Jace Doolin uh, as he's uh, working his way up the uh, the steps here. And we'll get him mic'd up here in just a few moments. And again, uh, some some great matchups. There were some upsets, but unfortunately, one of those upsets was not here at Elm Creek as they fall here to South Loop by a final of 36 to uh, 22. And Coach Doolin, kind enough to uh, join us here. And it's always tough because you got some good seniors out there that you, you kind of had to say goodbye to. So certainly understand you uh, want to take a little time to do that. But uh, you sent them out with pretty good style here because they fought really, really hard in this football game. Yeah, they did. Uh, it was a lot of heart, um, a lot of battle, a lot of grit. Uh, it was a, it was a game. It was it was back and forth, and then till the very end. And uh, hats off to the seniors. The seniors played great season. Um, I don't really have a voice. So <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of yelling out there because your team was able to make this make this very interesting. For the most part, especially in that first half, you know, South Loop just kind of has a tradition. They've had a lot of success this year of having the big play. They did not have the big play until that second half against you guys. Yeah, and we kind of that's what we kind of went in the game this week. Uh, the game plan was to to really get them before their momentum started. Uh, Get them in the backfield, uh, really keep people off of Preston on defense, and that's why we went to four linemen. We try to match up on the on the on the uh, receivers. They did get one big play in the first half, um, and it it came down to just just those little plays. Uh, we ended up fumbling the first quarter and a um, little back and forth, but our kids, like you said, they battled every single play. It seemed like they South Loop would get up on us, and then we'd come back and tie it up and. Um, just a little too much. They're a good team. They're they're battle tested. Uh, they're a team that's definitely gonna. They have a chip on their shoulder. They, you know, they kind of even after the game, they they really want this. And it was, it's not like our kids didn't. But um, when it came down to the fourth quarter and Jack Rush kind of broke a play on that one, they kind of they took that momentum and it, it was tough to get back. Well, coach, you talked a little bit about uh, changing a few things up. Uh, to stop some of their moment, uh, excuse me, momentum, what were some of the changes you made to stop them? Because you really did have them kind of where you wanted them going into halftime. You were doing a good job of stopping. It seemed like man-to-man coverage was doing well. Or was that one of the, the changes you made, or what were some of the different things you, you told you guys? Yeah, we, we really just wanted to keep it more simple. I think we did too much the first game, and we were trying to change coverages uh, compared to what they were running in their formations. Um, and we wanted to just stick strictly man. We wanted to stick strictly man this time. Uh, just lock them down, get up tight. Um, when they did pass, we knew it had to be deep. We knew it did had to be deep because with us sending four linemen, we knew we'd probably be right in Jack's uh, lap if he had to throw or couldn't step up. Um, so most of his throws had to be deep, uh, and that was kind of the strategy. Try to try to limit them. They they run a bunch of plays on offense. It's it's a tough offense to scout for and to prepare for. Um, they do a lot of, not a lot of formations but they run quite a bit of plays out of the four or five formations they show and um it's one of those things that um coming into the game and we made them adjust to they hadn't shown a they haven't shown too many double tight looks other than double tight eye um they showed that double tight gun uh and our kids just did a good job adjusting in the game um with them that man coverage uh four diamond I think last game what we saw was our backs were back. 
Uh, we're playing linebacker. We're playing more of a two-down lineman with four linebackers. Uh, we ran the same defense. It's just we walked those outside backers up. Um, if it, it fit more of our personnel, we wanted to free up our, our sure tacklers like Austin Geis and Lathan Jonak. Those are two outside guys. They do a really good job of disciplining. They weren't blitzing off the edge or anything, but um, when they have no tight ends, it's it's hard to block those guys when you have four down linemen. So we knew they'd be free, and we knew they did to sit, and they just did a good job of, like you said, keeping Jack contained from getting outside. Uh, we made him run in the middle and um, run to Preston, who was in the middle. To make that work, though, your 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 defensive backs have to cover well. I thought they did an outstanding night. Uh, McCarter, I think, a couple times, ball was actually caught as they were bringing it in. McCarter was able to punch it out. I mean, just an example of some of the great coverage you guys had all night from your defensive backs. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did a good job, and I mean, he came. He was a uh, a little ticked off when he did get burnt deep on that one, and he wanted right back at it. He he's like, it's not gonna happen again. It's not gonna happen again. And um, that's he's. He's a true ball player. Um, he's a kid that he's a kid that um, very competitive, um, but with a head on his shoulders and competes and knows the game and really, really does our technique and understands it. And just being a sophomore, he'll be he's got another two years of being a really good player. Um, we knew Anthony on the other side, uh, considered him one of the better deep at, uh, defensive backs in the in the state and. Um, didn't really get the interceptions he got like he did last year, um, but uh, a lot of people didn't throw to him because they knew um, how good he is and trusted that with Devin Walker out. Um, we moved Jaden inside. I'm still in a man technique, but uh, he's doing doing a really good job of stepping up and making plays and a good tackler this year. So we wanted to move him to the inside and get an opportunity if he did come free to make some plays. Um, losing him uh, was just really big key on our defense. Uh, it was it was a play that, or a, a point of the game that, with him out, um, we had to bring. Oh, sorry. If, with him out, we had to bring in. Um, we had to move some guys around. We knew our depth wasn't the greatest. Um, we were playing. We I think we had about nine, nine guys that kind of rotated and played a bunch of positions mm-hmm. on defense. Um, so, with him out, it, we we're down to eight. And then uh, Anthony went out, and then we got Lane Gutzweiler. Um, hasn't played a, a down of defense other than at the end of games. Uh, and he comes in, and Lane's going to be a good player too. Um, he's got some quickness, just a little shorter, but he did a good job. And he, he they they took advantage. They saw some mismatches with when Lane came in. They threw the ball to him, and I I thought Lane had some good technique. He just had to make a play on the ball, and uh, South Loop got him. Uh, just on one play, but um, it was a play that I thought uh, Lane did a good job of being in position. He just didn't get quite get the ball, and the South Loop kid caught that. But I test our kids to next man up, uh, knowing the system, knowing the scouting report. Um, coming in the week, we got a good week of pre- uh, preparation from our younger guys, um, our scout teams, and um, good job of maybe not getting a single rep, but then still stepping up and uh, – playing some good defense you give up the defensive touchdown early on a couple of times they had to back-to-back drives where they scored touchdowns on you your team had a lot of opportunities to kind of fold the tent i wanted you to kind of wrap up last question for you just kind of wrap up just kind of where this team 
ended up and just kind of what kind of football team kind of characterized this, the season that you guys had here tonight? And not just tonight, but throughout the course of the year and the effort they put together tonight. Um, a lot of what tonight was was the the perseverance, um, the grit, the determination, the never give up, never quit attitude. Um, every single game that we played, even the ones we win, the ones we lose, um, every single game it was – it, it's a team mentality, and as a coach, that's what you gotta. That's what we, we preach. We want everybody to be part of the team. And everybody's equal. Um, the kid that gets all the carries or the thousand-yard rushers are as equal as the freshman on the team. And I think everybody has that mentality, and I think that's what what builds a good program. Um, yeah, it's a it's a testament to. Every year, it's a senior leadership. Um, this year's no different. Uh, led by ten seniors, and they just they just hats off to them for being the leaders they were this year and taking control of the team and uh, really uh, fighting every single down uh, during the season and playing, getting a pad draw we knew every single game was going to be close if we we're going to keep on winning the playoffs and uh the, the competitiveness and uh the love for each other on our team um is led by our seniors well congratulations you yep. had a great year thank you very much all right jay stoolin head football coach here at elm creek a, a, a tough draw as much as anything getting uh Getting South Loop here, who finishes things off here, 36 to 22. Um, I I couldn't say it much any better than what Coach said. I really, that was outstanding effort out there. I think when you take a look at all the talent, South Loop, they 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 have they have kind of an edge to them this year. They there there's the determination that uh, couldn't make up for the great determination that Elm Creek had because I think South Loop maybe just has a few more few more players. Well, absolutely, and the few more players thing. Uh, it also doesn't help that Elm Creek, you know, lost a few players. And right, not only, because of injury and yeah, everything yeah. else, yeah. And, and not only did they lose those players, but they were the same position. Uh, Devin Walker was out, and then Jaden Ford, who yeah. also plays the same linebacking position and running back. So, I mean, the fact that they were within a score in this game. Yeah, with and that, South Loop got that one break when, when Elm Creek didn't. It probably needed to be the other way around. I mean, it, this game was really uh, pretty close to maybe going the other way, and it was just tremendous effort by by uh, Elm Creek, and they often say uh, high school sports may not build character, but certainly reveals it. Well, Elm Creek revealed a tremendous amount of character here tonight, even though they fall 36-22. to 22. Well, we're going to step away. Uh, coming up next will be our uh, scoreboard show brought to you by Rutz Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill. You've been listening to the uh, New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Once again, our final in this one was 36-22. to 22. Elm Creek falling at home to uh, undefeated uh, uh, South Loop, who will now be taking on Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing in the next round, which will be next Tuesday night. I'm Brandy Bushcutter for Ryan Dahlgren and our engineer and somewhat of an internet phenom, uh, Jeff Ekstrom, back in the studios. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget our, our scoreboard show is coming up next right here on Classic Hits 98.9. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. 